Welcome to another episode of Dark Inside. This is episode 33. I'm your host this evening, Jeremy Greer. I am joined, as always, by Clifford Goldsmith. Cliff, how are you today? Hello! On the other side of the world, I have Vader Van Oden. How are you today, Vader? Very good. I like that you say Cliff is always and not me. Well, sometimes sometimes you're, you're, very, you're very flaky. Like, Cliff is here every single week no matter what. Sometimes you just disappear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and this week we are joined by a special guest, uh, Leonard, a.k.a. Dr. Faust is Dead. How are you today, Leonard? I'm doing well, and you gentlemen? Doing good, good, doing good. Thank you very much for uh, coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We, um, we got Leonard because um, Leonard does a... He's a big lore guy for Dark Souls, and he's currently in the process of doing a lore play through Dark Souls 3. Is that correct? That's correct. Where can they find that at if they wanted to find that, Leonard? Uh, a simple search on YouTube for Dr. Faust is Dead. It'll take you right to my channel. Excellent. Definitely go check that out. I've watched the first couple of episodes and, and highly recommend them. Um, and since this is going to be a Dark Souls-centric episode with the release of the DLC this week, we are definitely going to be talking about some lore over... Unless Cliff just starts crying through the whole thing, because I don't think he likes it very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go and watch my uh, Let's Play on my YouTube, mm, yeah, you'll kind of see that. <laughs> Are you? Uh, I thought you deleted it. I, thought, no, I, I wasn't I, even going to mention it. because I, I put it back it. up and renamed it uh, Let's Play Part 1, Cliff Dies a Lot and Moans a Lot Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. <laughs> Um, but before we get into Dark Souls 3 DLC, and don't worry, people that have not got a chance to play it yet, we will uh, clearly identify when we're going to be talking about spoilers. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Um, since we recorded, the Nintendo NX was finally... A, all the details were given out. Nintendo like released a two-minute trailer, which is kind of a weird way to announce your console, but whatever. And it's called the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's basically what everyone thought it would be. It's a handheld slash you know tv connected box that you can pick up and take on the go with you six and a half inch screen um vader you have in here multi-touch but i didn't hear that tu- like any kind of touch screen was confirmed on this thing well, at all that's that's when you said that all the information was announced it wasn't there was very little in that trailer um, oh, okay since, yeah. since then <laughs> um there's been um it's people it's not from nintendo it's people who are familiar with the console like leaks yeah, and developers yeah there's, talking there's and, a there's a girl called uh, Laura Kate Dell who's on the Jimquisition and she is basically, I don't know where she's getting her information, but everything she said over the past year about this machine has been bang on. And she's basically saying that, yeah, like the touchscreen, it's going to have touchscreen, but when it's in the dock, uh, the remotes have IR sensors, so it'll kind of like work like the Wii. So you'll still have that kind of, so if you wanted to use Mar- play Mario Maker, for example, you still could while it was in the dock sort of thing. So 
Yeah. That sounds like a completely garbage way to play Mario Maker. I'm just, I'm not even like think about when I don't know if you, any of y'all played Mario Maker for any length of time, but like like when you're like filling in a bunch of blocks at one time, right? Like you're mm-hmm. making you know, like a, the floor or the wall or whatever. Like that just seems like it'd be clunky as could be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, my, my views on the, the, the NX anyway is kind of like the way I see it. It's a Wii that you can take out the house. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's an iPad that you can play Nintendo games on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I kind of see what they're trying to do, but I was I what I was really just hoping from Nintendo was just a just a core games machine with sick Nintendo games on it. That's all I was wanting. I didn't want no silly. silly well, yeah, it's not really silly, but you, you know what I mean. Like, I didn't want any gimmicks. And I kind of mm-hmm. see this as a bit of a gimmick. How long is the battery going to life? I know it's a Pascal Tegra inside. They're pretty good with battery. But what, are you going to get three to four hours on that, maybe? On a six-and-a-half-inch yeah. screen, like, that's... I mean, would, I would guess has some sort of connectivity with those controllers, like Bluetooth or some sort of custom radio frequency. Like, yeah, probably not very long. Like, mm-hmm. five hours max pushing it. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, it'll be interesting to finally get some specs. And what Nintendo have said since that uh, trailer is they're doing a full kind of discussion about the console in January. Like, we're still going to wait another two months, three that months. That console comes out in March. What are they playing at? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, but it, maybe here they haven't, uh, like, completely clarified or decided on the full specs. Mm. And so it's probably good they hold off. Um, to, for me, I, I like the look of it. I, I think I'll get one because I want to play Breath of the Wild. Um, and do you not have a Wii U? I thought you had a Wii nah. U. Ah, nah, I was going to say just buy it on that. <laughs> well, see, I've been wanting to buy a Wii U, but they, they still cost they cost the same amount as a PlayStation Four. Like I they, can get a new yeah. PlayStation Slim as the price of a Wii U. Yeah, they haven't um, dropped in price at all, have they? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, but so I'd be pretty. I'm pretty keen on this. I do. I'm not. I don't really play Mobo. Um, on the go games because I don't commute anywhere. Yeah. Um, I work really close to home. You mean but... you and your guys that you play basketball with don't take a break from ba- playing basketball on the court and <laughs> yeah. go play basketball on a video game console on like a bench somewhere? You, that doesn't I'm, happen I'm, to you all the time? I'm short and white. I ain't playing basketball. <laughs> or, or, or you, you, go, you go to the real go-kart lanes to play Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That trailer was kind of ridiculous, y'all. Just, just to say that out loud. It, it was. Millennials all. I, I agree. The, the trailer was a bit cheesy, and those situations I'd never be in. But I liked it. That it clearly showed what the, what it was, and that's uh, yeah. what they failed to do with the, the Wii U. It, yeah. it clearly yeah, it was, showed it was... the vision for the console, and yeah. that's what I dug about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, it, it, it's by doing those situations on a plane over here on a train, you know what that console is. Whereas with it's the Wii U, yeah. yeah, with the Wii U, you didn't really know what it was. It's like a lot of people thought it was an add-on controller for the Wii. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> in yeah. in that in that trailer, they had people playing golf on the Wii U, the Wii U pad on the floor with a Wii remote. That that trailer was so god. They just really <laughs> yeah. didn't market the Wii U properly at all. <laughs> Yeah, Leonard, where, where are you at on the uh, Nintendo Switch? I'm, I'm assuming that you watched the trailer and everything. I did. Um, I'm interested in the Switch because I think conceptually it's interesting to try hmm. to do a dual home console, uh, portable gaming console. The thing that really just scares me about it is it are the the 
controllers and how it slides on the side. Because if the build yeah. quality of that <laughs> thing, like the minute sure. one of those things fails, Snap. yep, and it's crashing to the floor. Oh, and, mm. could and you imagine dropping it? Controllers with insurance is full. Oh. <laughs> And and I'm I'm sorry I don't know the exact representative, but uh, a representative from Nintendo actually said that they weren't uh, uh, losing money on each console built with the the Switch. So that also kind of worries me about the build quality. Well, the, the ca- mm. uh, I'm not too worried about that because Nintendo categorically pretty much have been uh, every console they've sold they've sold for profit. They've been one of the only companies that have actually sold their consoles for profit all the time. So they, most of their consoles have been pretty well built, I would I would say. Damn, my GameCube, I dropped that thing so many times. <laughs> it always <laughs> survived. That thing was a brick. But yeah. How can, how, can you drop, how can you drop a GameCube that's got a handle on it? It's got a big handle. <laughs> I, 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 I may have had some toast and had a buttery hand. <laughs> may have thrown it at someone. <laughs> It's your new Twitter mm. name, Butterfingers. Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it's definitely one of those things. I wouldn't like to take it out of the ass because of the reason you just said, Leonard, because I'd be so scared to drop that damn thing. And I, I like, who knows what price it's going to come out? Three, four hundred dollars? Who knows? It's it's a lot of money to just drop. <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be, I'm, I'm guessing at least three fifty. Like yeah. they're not, and I, I would probably guess more like four hundred because you know there's. The technology in that in that tablet and in that thing is basically what's in the, sh- the Nvidia Shield the tablet. Shield, like it's the, this, yeah. it's very similar stuff. It, and, um, it's it's basically the exact same Tegra, but it's the Pascal chip. It's their latest one, which is yeah. a lot less heat, a lot less power. So, and it's yeah. but apparently it's custom built for yeah, it's a custom that one. It mm-hmm. is custom, design, yeah. yeah. So we're yet to see what it can produce. Yeah, yeah I'm, so, I'm interested because. Uh, this if 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 assuming that this is like what it actually looks like, which is like the death knell of the 3ds, right? Like they're not going to make have they're not they're not going to need a 3ds because they have a portable and a home console all built in one. I'm very excited that all of their software development teams will be focused on the one console because I feel like as a guy that doesn't play a 3ds very often, and I know that I have one, but I probably <coughs> couldn't put my hands on it very quickly. Um, yeah. Like I feel like sometimes I miss out on like the Pokemon's or the Fire Emblems or the, the what have you because I don't. Even though I have a 3DS and I could just go buy those games, like I don't want to sit on my couch and play like a tiny ass screen that hurts my hands and a, con- a controller or a, a, a console that hurts my hands to play because it's so tiny. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about the software side of this. If if it looks like what is happening is happening, which is they're not going to have a 3DS <clears> anymore. <throat> Yeah, that's that's the only thing, especially with me. Like, I, it's such a shame because I absolutely adore Zelda. I love Mario, but I can't justify paying out for a console for just two games. I really wish they would just cross-platform their software. I just, I, do you know? In my back of my mind, I know it sounds bad. Like I'm really hoping this console fails because then they will just put their software on all consoles, and that would be amazing. That sounds really no. bad. I'm sorry, Nintendo. Don't- They'll close up the IP and just start doing trading cards again. Isn't no. that where they started? <laughs> you just oh, want to go trading cards. I really think uh. that they need to start courting third-party <clears throat> developers again. Yeah. Well, it looks like yeah, they've got sure. a few on this list, but yeah, we shall see. Uh, Jeremy, you haven't mentioned what you said on Twitter. That, cause the, uh, from Software's mentioned on that third 
third party developer list. Sure. Yeah. That I mean, but like from software as a third party developer that's doing I mean, now that they've gotten purchased by that company, like that big huge mega corporation or whatever, yeah. I would expect to see them do a lot more projects that like a lot of people, when I when I wrote that tweet, a lot of people, uh, I don't remember what the name of the game is, like Cookie Surprise or Cookie Sunday or something. It was a game that they had released on the PS2 a long time ago that's like, you know, I mean, like don't forget that From published uh, 3D.Heroes on the PS3. Like it, that could literally mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, True. <clears throat> but... <laughs> From, let me say this. From Software is on, the, is on a similar list for PSVR, and we haven't seen yes. anything from that either. Like... Don't get me wrong. I would love. I think it'd be pretty interesting to have uh, Dark Souls on a console, on a Nintendo console. I think that'd be really interesting. But I'd, like, are you? Would you buy that? Like, if they released Dark Souls three on a Nintendo Switch, like we already have it yeah. on the PS4. So I probably, I probably would. Um, because as I said, I'm, I don't play games on the go very often. But mm-hmm. that's what I like about the <clears> Switch <throat> is that it, it's a home console. But if I do ever have a chance to, if we go on a holiday or anything like that then I can take these games with me. And that's what I like sure. the idea of. Um, I, and I know when I go on holiday, like I do not want to spend time with my family or to relax at the beach. I definitely want to be playing Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the beach. <laughs> There's travel time, Jeremy. <laughs> that's true. There is travel time. Kids, kids go to bed early. Damn, I'll t- oh, I will just play PewDiePie's Tuba Simulator on my phone for bedtime. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, it's it's a wait until I I hope it does well for them, but it, even their investors are worried because their stocks went down. I think you were saying like six percent. Yeah, the, their their investors are worried as well. I think Nintendo Nintendo investors seem stupid. They all <laughs> yeah. chucked in money when the Pokemon Go went at launch. This is true. Pokemon Go has nothing to do with Nintendo. Uh, this is very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> And then but, a week later, they realized, and then their stocks crashed again. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, that, just, that just tells you that our entire economy based, that's based on the stock market is like made up and imaginary. So it is. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> rest easy when your retirement plan is just made up in dollar bills in somebody's computer. So. <laughs> Especially with these, these people who don't know anything about gaming, but team they do. Um, dear. Cool. Well, do we have anything else we want to say on the Nintendo Switch before we move on? That uh, did they did they not realise what that means when they named that console? No. What is it? Is that it, some it, sort of local slang? It is. It, it's a BDSM term. <laughs> it's basically oh, someone yes. who's who's dominant can switch to uh, oh, passive. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they named their last console the Wii. I mean, like they don't really care. Like <laughs> <laughs> they love coming up with these awesome names. Well, no, no, Jeremy, they named their previous console the Wii, and then they named their next console the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, so they just, they went, they literally doubled down on the Wii, like, that's, uh, <laughs> I kind of wish, I know they, they, they never keep code names, but, like, I always liked Revolution as a code name for yeah, the GameCube, and agreed. I always, yeah. I've really enjoyed NX, like, they've been talking yeah. about the NX now for so long that I kind of was just into that name, like, the next Nintendo or like the Nintendo Next or whatever. Oh, the like way the I, NX the way I had a cool ring into the it. The way I saw it is Nintendo X, Nintendo Cross. So it's like cross play. Like you've got home and out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't they stick with their code names? Their code names are better than the real console names. They really are. They're... Yeah. Uh, so goes for a lot of things though. Yeah. Cliff, so, I'm assuming that you're the one that put the Final Fantasy fifteen trailer in the I notes. did not. I believe that was Vader. I did. What? Because he's I, He's, he's, I'm he's into right. it as well, and I just oh, saw. Man, what a uh, 
Yeah, I saw Klaus reactions to the trailer. Ooh. I wanted to get that on, on, on the podcast. Yeah, that trailer's amazing. <laughs> Man, they, geez, they know how to put a trailer together, those guys. That's one thing, like, the final square have always done well. Their trailers are something special oh man the, the feels like because watching that I'm now got more questions I'm like oh is he going to turn evil is he going to kill oh what's going on oh I just want to know now this I'm... is a four and a half minute trailer <laughs> what is <laughs> jeez I didn't I haven't watched special. this I didn't even see it until the notes but like wow this is a yeah. long trailer it's... and it's not all like the usual fluff that trailers have no it's, it's really like... not titles and just bombastic music it's actual just like uh cinematic like yeah. all of it. Uh, and it's it's, it's very it's yeah vis- a lot of visual metaphors in there so um all three of you are into final fantasy 15 like day one release the whole nine yeah yeah i still got my pre-order yeah i'll pick it i'll be picking it up day one even though uh what it's december right uh, 29th November. 29th November. Oh, not November. So I can just get it as a birthday present. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I I have to, I I know I'm going to have to juggle it and The Last Guardian at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, when I would, I would The Last Guardian myself. But uh, I mean, like, I, I kind of feel like that's going to be like a eight to 10 hour thing and then be done yeah. with, like, if we're lucky, eight to 10 <laughs> hours and like, I, f- I kind of look at Final Fantasy 15 and like that's probably like a hundred hours worth of RPG in yeah. there, right? <laughs> yeah. When, when is Last Guardian now? Is it the eighth for December ninth, something like that? The sixth. The sixth. Cool. So that's yeah, it's not far off. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, did any of you guys see? Uh, I can't remember who was tweeting about it now, but there were some several people uh, on my Twitter feed. They were at some Final Fantasy event. And they were showing off the game, and it like crashed three times. Yes, and this that was, was the... at Paris Games Week. I watched it. Yeah, yes, it did. <laughs> Quite. Is that as bad as it sounds? Sorry, what was that? I said, is that as bad as it sounds? Like, does that concern you at all? It is a little bit concerning because he was. They weren't expecting these crashes. I don't know whether they're still playing and hold a build. I don't know. It is worrying. It is slightly worrying, but. They have got this, this, uh, that, because the game's gone gold, but they're working on that day one patch still, aren't they? So, so. I don't know. I, yeah. I'd imagine those consoles at those shows would be beaten to death. Like, <laughs> there might be, there might be other uh, considerations that caused it. Might have been running on a pro anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> did they, uh, did they, did anyone, uh, from. Uh, Square Enix make a statement about those crashes? Nope. Ooh, no, they were just bad. literally on stage, and I was like, "Oh no!" And, then and, I, and I feel bad for people. Like you can't control stuff like that, and no. it's terrifying to be on stage and have a technical problem like that. I've, I've been in that situation before, not with like a million of people, but like I've been in front of a hundred people and have like my laptop die and be like, "Okay, be right back." <laughs> like it's it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. but I just. They just made such a big deal of like we're going to push this game back a couple of months so that we don't have to have a giant day one patch. Like I don't remember which game had just come out that had like some ten gig day one patch that everybody was up in arms with, but now it kind of seems like they definitely need one if they're going to make this game <laughs> be you know in a playable state. So yeah, that, that's the thing. We still don't know what build was at this show. That's the thing. So it's still sometimes they still run old builds when they go to trade shows, which is odd. But it's it, it, it is a common thing, so we'll see. Sort of 
similar thing happened with uh, E3 showing, wasn't it? Like, yeah, there was a lot of concern about the the quality of the game after that 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 um, <coughs> showing. But then everyone who got has had hands on with it since has just said it's fantastic yeah. and it plays great. And yeah. um, I tell you what, that, changed that... the combat again. <laughs> That E3 yeah. demo, like, I was pretty enthusiastic about that game. Like, you guys remember, like, we I watched that, like, Final yeah. Fantasy fifteen event thing, and I was like, okay, well, this this seems cool. Like, I might be into this. And then, like, watching that E3 demo, I was like, maybe not. I'll just wait. <laughs> so, well, I don't I know. Saying, I just got finished watching this trailer, and the trailer is pretty legit. So, I'll, 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 I don't know. I'll probably definitely rent this, if not buy it. Yeah. See, I was the same after the E3. I was a little concerned, and so I switched my pre-order from the collector's edition or the limited edition to the standard because uh, I was like, yeah, I don't need to pay extra money if it's never, not as good as it. Never pre-order. Stop then, pre-ordering. You don't need to pre-order. No, it's, it's trade-ins. I get like oh, huge right, amount. Okay. I get like I trade-in stuff, and I get mm. like double the trade-in value, so I chuck it on pre-orders. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fair then. And yeah, then, you know, not... to me, pre-ordering, like if it's a game that I know I'm going to buy, um, and I'm going to buy it digitally, like pre-ordering allows me to go ahead and download all that like the weekend before. So that's, yeah. that's the I only mean, that's, time I, like, I'd never it... go to GameStop to pre-order something. That's just never going to happen. I would say if you're definitely, definitely going to get it and it's something like your Dark Souls and you know you're definitely going to play for it. But if it's a game you're, you're looking at, you're excited, but you're still a little nervous on it and you're still unsure, I don't think, I don't know, people pre-order all the time. I think you should always hang out and sort of wait. But then again, waiting for um, reviews isn't really going to happen anymore because obviously we just see what Bethesda did. So waiting for reviews is no longer legit. I, I, and I think a lot of companies are going to start doing this. So That's fine. I mean, like, that's... For me, like, I don't need to buy a game day and date. Very, very yeah. rarely do I need to do that. So, like, <clears> it's easy <throat> to get caught up in the hype, especially if you yeah. have, like, social media or in, you're big on games forums or subforums or whatever, like, that you want to talk to people that are currently playing the game. But, like, I don't need to play anything day one. Like, I have so many games in my backlog that, like, mm. I can just literally wait to t- for somebody to tell me, like, hey, that, that game is okay. Yeah. So, I was saying, I was, I I was talking to uh, Chomp Chain Chris the other day about this, and I was saying, like, I like I, I can feel the hype there. It's big and bubbling, but I'm just keeping myself in check this time because it happened with No Man's Sky and it fucking fell on my head. So I'm just keeping my expectations in check this time, and I'm going in to hopefully get a good game. And if it's anything above that, then spectacular. Um, that it's going to be awesome. But if it's yeah, I'm I'm looking for an average to good game. Anything above that, then that's that's a bonus. And for me, I think uh, it just needs to be better than 13. <laughs> oh, you, you said the wrong thing there. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm with, oh. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'm, hey, not even, I'm not even going down this rabbit hole again. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll just say this. I didn't like 13, but I actually kind of like 13 too. Well, I didn't even try that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> my my final thoughts is I loved Final Fantasy 13 everyone hated it I fucking loved it but there we go that's that one right what else we got Red, um, Dead, Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2. 2 I don't I don't care about this at all. Uh, so nah, you guys me feel neither. free to talk about it. I don't nah. know. I know it's I know it's bad. I never I played Red Dead once and I it turned me off to the whole game and mm. I, I've seen hearing so many people talk about it so enthusiastically kind of makes me want to go back and try to play it but 
I just again, I have too many games to play. It's probably not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to go back yeah. to the PS3 to play an open world game. So, um, I don't yeah. know. The, the trailer looked okay. Like, it looked like a western, but uh, it looked whatever. pretty. It did. Yeah, yeah sure. it looks. Yeah. See, the thing is, I, I do like. I do really like my westerns. Like, I love that setting. I love that place. But it's to be honest, like everyone raves over GTA. GTA is a good game, but I never even finished GTA Five. Never finished GTA Four. I kind of. Do yeah, do that, do that mission, do that mission. I kind of, I don't know. I find, I find in the end they get boring for me. Yep. Personally, Same. like I understand yeah, why people boring. love them, but yeah. Sorry, sorry, Danny. Oh no problem. I was just gonna say for me, I hit uh, uh, open world fatigue like a couple of years ago mm. with, and it's the same situation that you had, where it's just over and over. Uh, just going from place to place, doing a mission. There's a world, but it doesn't feel real. It just kind of exists as set dressing for yeah. you driving to missions and doing things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tried Red Dead. Um, I'm, the, I'm with you, Jeremy. It kind of the control, just the GTA games and like the Rockstar games. The controls are so janky. <laughs> Like, you kind of run around like so weird. And I just couldn't get past. I, ended up, I enjoyed, I liked the idea of the storyline and the Western setting. Mm. But I got to a point where I had a lasso horses. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. This is, this is irritating. See, now, uh, what would get me hyped is if on that poster, you've got the seven dudes, right? On that poster. What would really get me in if those were the seven dudes, they were the bad guys. And you paid as a, like a female cowboy like uh, mm-hmm. jane's got a gun or something then i it would definitely pique my interest a little bit because that's saying a little different so because I, I i do love that film but yeah i i would be yes. a bit quite down for that i will give a, a quick shout out to uh jake lionheart on twitter yep. who um made this oh, fantastic <laughs> uh photoshop of i'm probably gonna miss a few a few guys in here there's seven right so it was it- me cliff vader patty Jake, Chris from Chomp Chain, and he was the seventh one. Bid. And Josh, yes, Josh Crow, of course. And (laughs) Petty Stardust and the Stardust Crew. Oh man, that was great. That was fantastic. Was it? Yeah, it was Petty Stardust and the Stardust Crew. (laughs) 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 So I will say, like, if. If depending on how the multiplayer works out, like yeah. if that looks kind of interesting, like if, if it might, if it's, if I can run around with a gang of dudes in the desert and like, I don't know, steal a train, like if I can do a train heist, like that, that shit sounds legit. Yeah. But if they, if, yeah. if they can bring the heists in from GTA five into this, like robbing trains, robbing your banks and stuff, pretty cool. As long as you can do it with a, a, a gang, your posse. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard in the newest uh, GTA Five um, update they've got uh, motorcycle gangs, and yeah. if you ride, if you ride in formation, it gives you kind of stat boosts. Really? And like the, <laughs> the theory is, is that so it's not it's not only looking cool that it actually has a gameplay mechanic to encourage you to be cool. Um, <laughs> if, if they can if they can put that into like yeah riding in formation as a cowboy, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, only time will tell with this because literally, like, what was it? A two-minute trailer of some scenery, which were and every single shot basically emulated something from uh, Wild West films or paintings or stuff like famous pieces. They basically just aped those shots, like. Yeah. So it didn't really give us much at all, really. So. I, I'm very surprised they've shown stuff now, considering they're almost a year out. Uh, I'm surprised they announced it this early. 
There we go. Who knows? This it's is... not as bad as like other studios that announce it three years early. Well, I mean, or... if you guys think this is coming out in 2017, like I have news. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's there's, there's literally, I will. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not going to make some sort of like bet to do it, but like, there's just no way that this is coming out before 2018. Like, no way. One thing that I always thought, like you're saying that, I always wondered why don't they bake in delays if they think, right, this is our set date, Christmas. Why don't we stick another six months on that, and then if we're done before then, we can release it early. Yeah, I'd love to get a game early. I've I've had this wish since Dark Souls. I think maybe when I heard Dark Souls One was coming out, I just sat there. I was like, "Please release it early." I knew it would never happen, <laughs> but yeah. I had this hope. I was about to say, do you guys remember the Dreamcast? <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time somebody tried that, and it did not work out too well. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Yeah. But yeah, broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah, well, that's, that's, there's nothing much more we can say about that, really. It's just some scenery, Cowboys, yeah. Red Dead. Yeah, that's, we just wait and see, really. So that's, Anybody that's... have anything to add into the news before we move on to what we have been playing? No, okay, excellent. <laughs> that was a tumbleweed straight from the Wild West. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leonard, you're our guest, so we'll allow you to go first. What have you been playing lately i have been playing uh until dawn um, right. I, uh, oh go on have you finished it yet i have not i actually okay. decided to try an interesting experiment with my playthrough of until dawn uh my boyfriend uh is not a gamer at all and uh while he's very supportive of everything I do that's hmm. game related, he has no interest, doesn't get it. Uh, so I decided to do uh, this playthrough of Until Dawn, like um, a choose your own venture where I do all the control stuff and he makes all the decisions. Okay. Yep. Um, except for obviously QTs and, and, tense moment situations and i have to say that that's actually a really fun way of of playing this game where i just kind of have to do whatever he says even though i don't agree with it have you lost any of your uh, people yet i have not fortunately i'm i'm dreading the moment that he he gets somebody (laughs) killed uh there was actually there was actually a point when i was describing the game to him i was like okay so it's like a horror movie and but you play as all the characters. And he's like, oh, it's a horror movie, so I've got to get them killed? And I'm like, no, you don't <laughs> want to point. get them killed. You cannot put them into... I do not want you putting them in situations where they'll die. But he's like, what's the point? If it's a, if it's a horror movie, somebody's got to die. I'm like, uh, with that mindset, you're sure to get somebody killed. <laughs> I wanted that dude from uh, that plays on Agents of Shield, the the kind of jock character, uh, immediately to die. Like I, I was trying to put him, I was trying to get him killed as soon as I could control him. So. <laughs> well, see, that, that's what I liked about the character development in that game is that he was such a dick to start off with, and I was I was the same. Like man, yeah, he's gonna, I'm gonna get him killed. But by the end of the game, I really yeah. liked him. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually does a really good job of you know turning that character. All the characters end up kind of being yeah, not cliched by the mm. end. It's really nice. It's a nice twist. So, have you played it before, Leonard? Is this the first time, or this is, is this just a? 
this is actually my first run through it. Okay, and so I'm, as well. Yeah, and I'm actually really, I'm really enjoying it. I, uh, I smiled when, uh, when big goofy digital Peter Strohmer <laughs> sat down at the desk and was what? What is he? German? He's some yeah. some vague European <laughs> all over. Uh, as the psychiatrist, I was I I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's it's probably the best horror movie I've seen in a really long time. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it's really good. Super I, good looking as well. Like it's very nice mm-hmm. looking game. Yeah, very beautiful game. Yeah. So I, I did this. I did similar then with you. I played <clears> with my wife. Um, where we sat, we sat down together. She doesn't play games at all, really. But she sat down with me, and we instead of watching a TV show, we played an hour or two of that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun sharing it with someone. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's nice being able to at least give him an idea of why I enjoy gaming so much. Yeah. And that, that game's perfect for it because it is yeah. it is a movie experience, but there's you have control over what's going on, so you don't have to yell at the stupid people for doing stupid things because you can control. <laughs> them. Right? No, you can just yell at yourself for doing something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's like, why did I do that? Oh, damn it! Because <laughs> right. I get real bad decision paralysis, and when that they hit, because the, sometimes it asks you to make a decision, and it's a snap decision. I'm like, <laughs> and I always like, no, I didn't mean that one. Oh no. It makes me sad, but I, I managed to finish that game without anyone dying. So I don't know how, in Lord's name, I managed it. But uh, what game? So cool. I I do not foresee my party making it out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a um? Do you have a camera by chance hooked up to your play- PlayStation? I don't have a camera. The, one of the it does it does a really cool thing where like yeah. for every jump scare it takes a takes your picture picture oh really yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I've talked about it before like I was playing it like in the middle of a Saturday afternoon or something and like so going back through and look at the pictures like I just barely move like my my feet are kicked up like everything's cool like, I know what they were trying to go for but like I just I haven't seen any like I was just like totally chill about the whole thing so. see now they should have done that for PT because they would have seen a picture of me falling off my fucking desk chair backwards. <laughs> man seriously like at that point where it's like she first appears in PT and it's like bang at the screen I literally came off my chair and fell off backwards ah oh, damn PT yes. so, man, I don't remember uh, the jump scares being too bad in, until dawn I, it was the yeah, creepiness that got me yeah like those uh, that game would not be as good if it didn't have those interview scenes like they were fantastic yeah, yeah. it makes you chew and yeah, yeah like I hate spiders and they, they introduce spiders after they ask you if you don't like spiders. And then <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. this is creepy. I kind of, I, um, so far my favorite part <clears throat> has been the, I think it's the second interview where he asks you what you're really af- afraid of. And I yeah. think it starts off where it's like needles and gore and you pick one and then it's like gore and scarecrows. And I'm like, mm. okay, scarecrows and then it's basically <laughs> gore and gore i'm like i i'm not afraid of gore stop stop forcing <laughs> gore on me yeah uh, that game. I, i'd be so interested to know how much they actually affect the actual main gameplay it, um, it, yeah it, it actually does it, it genuinely does because yeah. I've, I've watched a thing about it and they went through and picked all the different combinations and showed you how it basically affected it during game so 
Yeah, they basically try and find out what's your most scared thing in that list, and then they'll, they'll, that's what appears in game. Yeah, that's what happened. Spiders was is mine, and so like I noticed <laughs> that in the next scene, there were like a lot more spiders crawling on the walls and stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> very good game, very clear. I'm and, very interested to see what yeah. they do next. Yes, yeah, very yes. much so. Very much so. And uh, so, what else you been playing? I've also been playing Transformers Devastation. Oh yeah, this was free on PS Plus. Not too, not too, or like right now, right? Like as we're as of this recording. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um, and that uh, is a lot of fun. Um, uh, Activision published, uh, uh, developed by Platinum. Uh, it plays like Bayonetta, and that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, except- <laughs> with Transformers. It's got a really great art style. It's very cel-shaded. It's G1 generation 1 Transformers, so they don't look like a mass of polygons sliding all <laughs> over the screen. Um and yeah, it's 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 just a really simple fun character action game. Um nothing too heavy. It's uh it's got some interesting ele- elements um uh, there's weapon crafting in it. There are multiple weapons for all the characters. You get uh, five of the Autobots uh, just by playing through the game that all play. Uh, base, their basics are are the, the same, but they each have a special move that lets them do something else that lets them distinguish themselves. Um, it's a really, really... Uh, good time and i've been having a lot of fun with it yeah no i i, I had a little go i didn't have much time to play it but i i quite uh, enjoyed what i played of it because i i'm a i'm a big fan of the the g1 transformers so hearing obviously like peter cullen there and the like original megatron and just all the original characters was just I, I super enjoyed it it felt like i was playing like the 1984 transformers film and i was just like <laughs> feeling it i like the art style and it is yeah it's just it's just a straightforward platinum action game it is fun the combos yes yeah, it's, it's a really it's quite enjoyable game if you want to sort of just dip in dip out it's a very enjoyable game yeah there's not a really big time investment in it at all no. you can just jump out whenever you really want to they need to make those games two-player though because they seem like a fun double 3d double dragon kind of style game and it'd be a lot of fun to co-op them yeah, they they did that with the turtles one as well. They didn't make that. Oh, yeah, but it's only on, yeah, true. It's only online though. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, what I mean. I they didn't do it like a two-player local carp. That's just insane. That seems so crazy to me. Because yeah, me and my son I, I would love that. I don't. Un- yeah, I I never got why that turtles game was never couch co-op. It's baffling. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely baffling. That's that's like one of one of the main games that you're like, right, yes, we'll have a bit of co-op. I'm playing as Mike Langelo, you're playing as whoever, but no, yeah, only. So what they did actually do it online did they like you could play it online co-op. Yeah. That's why I did yeah, that's baffling. Online co-op but no local co-op. Very strange. Playing it's a bummer. Man. Yeah, Platinum have been doing some uh, weird things. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The Transformers Devastation is great fun, especially if you are a Transformers fan like myself, because it, it's it's the Transformers we know and not Michael Bay's fucking piles of shit. 
<laughs> Michael Bay's army uh, recruitment movies with robots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just hope that uh, Platinum gets its shit together for the near sequel. Oh was, yeah, um, Automata. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super I know, from what I've seen, that. like you can literally like ride a like a giant pig, and you can like make the giant pig drift. So I yes. think that's wow, <laughs> pig drifting is back. Pig yeah, drifting is pig back. drifting is back, and I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, yeah, I yeah, I'm, I just. I like Nier so much that I'm worried that, and I don't like Platinum that much, to be honest. Like, I, I don't have an affection for Bayonetta or for a lot of their games, so I, I, I'm kind of worried about it. Well, uh, the only ones I've played is Transformers Devastation, and was Metal Gear Rising Platinum? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, obviously I've really enjoyed that as well, so they're the only two that uh, I've played. Yeah, I bounced off that. Is take Vanquish? It, take, Vanquish yep, Vanquish yeah. was Platinum too. If you take Metal Gear Rising away from Metal Gear it is it was a very good game except for the stupid Metal Gear at the end what the fuck was that thing (laughs) (laughs) well Cliff instead of talking about games that you have played before why don't you tell us the games that you've been playing recently well I've been playing a few things Um, I played a little bit of Battlefield 1 Uh, to be honest there's not much I can say that a million other podcasts haven't said Uh, it's really good it's it's a be- really beautiful looking game like DICE have really knocked it out of the park with the immersiveness of how this game looks like just walking like being around the trenches like the glistening mud and the fire and the explosions it's it's really really good and, and the very first opening se- sequence is pretty pretty sort of I know it's pretty rough actually because you start like you're on the back they force you to do like a small single player bit when you start the game up and basically you're in on the battlefield and obviously you're fighting Germans and you run out of bullets you're like oh bugger and you're dead there's nothing (laughs) you can do you you die but then it gives you the name of the person and gives you obviously their birth year and their death year and then you move off and you move to another character on the battlefield and that basically continues on for that that opening sequence and you depending on how how you play you can go through maybe 10 15 different characters before the end of that sequence and it just kind of cements that a lot of people didn't last more than a couple minutes on the battlefield in world war one like how horrific it was and basically there's a tagline at the start it says like uh the great war that was supposed to end all wars and then it sort of fades away and comes out and it says it ended nothing and it's yeah, it's pretty potent, really, and it's the first time I've kind of actually felt a little bit of emotion in a dice game, which is bloody surprising, because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh got to say, I played a little bit of the multiplayer. It's typical Battlefield multiplayer with different types of guns. Great fun, great shooting. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so, yeah, I die a lot. <laughs> the campaign, campaign is very interesting it's set out into like vignettes like short stories basically but they are basically if you look at them carefully they are tutorials for the multiplayer if you if you pay attention to them because basically you've got a, a tank story a fight a fighter pilot story a sniper story then you play as like a german assault guy so basically it's teaching you all the mechanics for multiplayer but the hmm. but they're very cool stories like short stories and like you've got as you say one of them you play uh, as Lawrence of Arabia one you play as a German guy English guy and they they sort of moves across the world and very very interesting by far the second best I would say uh, dice campaign of any of their games but that comes below obviously Bad Company 2 which was their best campaign that they ever did 
but yeah, very interesting, very good. If you're into your shooty bang bang games, it's definitely one to pick up. It's very tight, very clean, good looking game. Runs runs perfectly, sixty frames, lovely. Yeah, real real good game. Very impressed. Very impressed. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Nice. Mm. But I do have a question. Mm. Have you managed to, in multiplayer, have you managed to turn uh, a Zeppelin into the old chaos from Scholar of the First Sin? We have a couple of times, yeah. Uh, That's so amazing. I saw a glitch the other day, actually. It's quite funny. The Zeppelin had come down. It had come down vertically, landed on its nose, and just kind of fucking started doing this disco spaz. It was kind of mental. everyone on the battlefield had stopped and was looking up at this zeppelin i looked around and literally there must have been 30 people just stood there in the middle of a multiplayer match looking at this zeppelin going mental in the sky it was so funny oh it was hilarious there's some good glitch videos coming out of battlefield one i've got to say see if things have happened like that then i think world war one would have been the war to end all wars (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah yeah, it's de- it's definitely not exactly true to World War One. They they try and be as true as they can whilst keeping the game fun. They basically fun. there's, there's <laughs> not, not right. a horrible misery. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of weapons in there that may have only gone to a battlefield once in the entirety of the war. But if it was there, <laughs> they can use it. They're using it in the game basically. So. Does it have the uh, world gig from Bloodborne? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wished it did. If it, if it has the world gig, that might be like I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. But otherwise, it's probably not going to be on my list. No, no world gig, I'm afraid. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what else have we been playing? All right. Oh, Thumper. Hmm. Thumper. 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 Yeah, this looks good. Hmm. Yeah, it does look good, doesn't it? Hmm. Hmm. I've got funny views with this game. I, this game. I I love this game, but I also really, really hate this game. Yeah. Uh, right, let me, let me explain it for people that don't even know this game. Basically, uh, Funpire is a rhythm action game. You play as a small beetle, a steel beetle on a track, which apparently when you play it in VR, it, it's not actually a track, it's a trench, but you can't really see it on your screen but when you, if you play it in VR you can see that it's an actual trench which is cool um, but yeah basically you're running down a track that's moving all over the place left right up down it's very the only way I can explain it is Dali-esque if that's the only way I can sort of kind of explain the visuals it's a bit crazy it looks like you've taken some acid and you've gone a bit mad but yeah you're running down this track and uh it's firing things at you, either central beats like down the middle, so obviously you have to tap the X on the beat, or there's like corners that you have to scrape your tail along, so you have to turn into them, but obviously it's all on rhythm, so it's like on the beat basically, um, but it's really, really hard, because a lot of the beats, most rhythm games are sort of on beat, what they call 4-4 rhythm action, so it's like dump, dump, dump a lot of these tracks and the beats are on one thirds so they're basically off beats so it makes it super super difficult like real hard it's a tough tough game 
I've only got to level two and I can't get any further. <laughs> wow. It's I'm finding it real difficult. But the problem is because I make uh, drum and bass in my spare time, I've got four four rhythm locked into my head, and I cannot get that out. And I was I was uh, talking to someone about it the other day, but it's very cool. It has boss battles as well. Like these bosses come up, they're like a big demon things and basically they, <laughs> they, they they fire these rhythm notes down at you and if you obviously connect them all correctly you then fire the energy back up the track towards them and obviously do damage to them so it's like a rhythmic boss battle it's a very cool game but yeah you've got to have some patience and some time and skill to learn this game because it is damn hard but it is a good game I want to play more of it but I need to try and uh have a bit of patience with it because it's yeah it's tough it's real tough but it's very good if you like rhythm games go play it if you don't like rhythm games just go give it a go yeah Vader it's on my, on my account so you can try it give it a go yeah I won't mm. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't I had, I had no idea what you were talking about for half of that these three four I thought it was a mess lesson just just ignore that just just look at it and play it you you, you uh, yeah, or go watch the. Like, uh, uh, there's a good quick look of it on a uh, giant bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's really VR good. version. Yeah. and uh, it looks like it. It looks like a super amazingly cool rhythm game that mm. like has like some weird aspects of horror, which is not something I would have ever expected out of a rhythm game. But yeah, it also looks kind of balls hard. So it is balls <laughs> hard. I, I will. Yeah, it really is. It's bloody good. Not, it's good. good. It's like yeah, the. It uh, like... I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say it. Here it comes. It's like the Dark nope. Souls <laughs> rhythm <laughs> game. <laughs> drown them out drown them out <laughs> actually it's like the ninja gaiden of um rhythm games that was a fucking hard game <laughs> is it because it's shiny like ninja gaiden was on mm. the playstation 3 <laughs> yes shiny <laughs> uh, yeah um, so yeah good really really good game it looks like really, it's going really to cause epilepsy to be honest so <laughs> uh, if you've got epilepsy it will definitely fuck you up <laughs> like without a doubt the first minute or so you're, you're going to be screwed <laughs> so, I, I played a bit of like Guitar Hero and Rock Band and those mm. games I realised like, when I played some friends that if I I just wouldn't be able to sleep that night just because I'd just, really? to, I'd just be seeing the tunnel vision of like the track. Yeah, you can get that. Uh, you do. Some people do get that. Yeah. So if I played this game one, I've got no rhythm. Two, it would probably make me not sleep. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible disaster waiting to happen, really. Uh, so that's yeah. why I won't play this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well. It's a fun game. Is this the one, Super hard. Is this one that has blind corners, so you can't actually see visually oh, what's coming? Oh yeah, the fucking blind corners. You just remind me about that because I was ranting about it when I first got this <laughs> yes, game. You were. Yeah, I heard that on another podcast as well. Some of the corners, like basically what they call the corner notes, they'll go left, right, left, right, and then there'll be a note afterwards. But because you're turning left, you can't see that the right's coming. But it comes at you so quickly. You've got to basically, if you get it wrong, you then have to memorize it for your next go and my memory's shy so I'm like ah oh, I've forgotten it again oh it was left right left right oh bugger I'm going right left oh bollocks are fucked but yeah there's some blind corners which is a lit this is what's making it more hard than it should be because some of the turns or notes you don't see them coming because they're around a corner which is a bit annoying for what I do know these rhythm games it is about memorization more than yeah. actually being able to see because I, I 
you know, when I was in Japan at the arcade, they loved everything games in the yeah. arcades in Japan, and they were blistering fast. Like I could not see what was going on, and they were people were like playing and keeping up with this beat or this the speed. Yeah, it's and, all like, about memory. Visually, the icons were like bleeping on the screen once before <laughs> they were hitting them perfectly. Like, it was insane. Yeah. Um, so it is about memorization, I guess. It is. It absolutely is. And I don't know what it is about Japan, but my God, they're good at rhythm games. My word, they're yeah. so good. It's insane. You have no... Man, I've seen... There's some of these people I saw, and this is just at a local arcade. Yeah. It's not even like a competition or anything. These people are just playing for fun. Like what, It was a drum game, like the Dragon Drums um, arcade yeah, yeah, game, and he had yeah. his own drumsticks. Like He was <laughs> that hardcore. <laughs> and it was mental. It was like mind mounting fast. Like <laughs> cool. What? Charles. What else? what else? What else? Well, I've just been playing a bit of Bloodborne and Dark Souls, so but we'll get on to that. So oh, I'll talk about Bloodborne so we can when I talk about yeah. stuff we can talk about more about Bloodborne. What you been playing, Charles? Um, we talked about Dragon Quest Heroes last time, but it's mm. just a demo. The game's now come out, and I've played it, and it's still really good. Like they've got some really cool, like um, ease of life features where you cool. can um, <coughs> of having to rebuild your whole uh, city, like if you start off with dirt, instead of having to break it all down and build it back up with like bricks or stone blocks or something, you can actually get like um, cosmetic chain. Like you get an item they just walk up to a wall and you use it and it transforms the dirt into like the stone like for like nine square blocks around okay. you oh nice uh, so it saves a lot of time so it's it's yeah ease of life um just makes it so much quicker to upgrade and develop things and, and um which what drives me mental about minecraft how long it takes to get resources this is a lot quicker um and the story's fun and it's really long like i finished the demo world, I finished that world, but there's like another like land that you go to. There's like four or five, four chapters or so that mm. you get to go to. Uh, so it's quite a lot of content. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Dragon Quest Builders. Heroes. Builders. Builders. I said heroes. I typed heroes. <laughs> <but> I <laughs> Dragon, Quest, Dragon Quest Hero Builders. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, cool. And yeah take out dragons and things and, yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to play this game like I, I really like the demo like we talked about the last time we had the episode yeah. but uh, I, I just i don't have time to do it right now and i man but it looks like something i could just sit back and like just kind of casually just like build a whole bunch of shit that looks really really neat it is it's it's really good um and having those quests and and funny characters and things is, is pretty cool and so as i said i finished i've helped build the the, the city from the demo and it kind of ends and you kind of get taken away and then you start a new start again, which I, I'm, I haven't started yet. And I, I'm not sure if I like that idea too much having to start from scratch, but I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be get like, you'll be developing new resources that you wouldn't, you didn't in that first, weren't able to in that first world. So there'll still be progression uh, with your character. Um but yeah, it's and it'll be a different setting, different story, different characters, and so it's yeah, it's a lot of content. So it's got the full art JRPG gameplay in there. Uh, it's got that a lot of hours in there. So it's yeah, highly recommend it. Hmm. Very cool, cool. Um, and World of Final Fantasy demo. The, the game's out, and I was planning to pick it up day Man. one. Um, but just got too much to play, and so I'm kind of been holding Man. off. Um, I don't like that I stacking may- system. 
I see the demo was weird. I don't. I still like the look of the game because mm. of its charm. Yeah, and the way Final Fantasy tells their stories. But the demo just—I don't think it was a very good demo for selling the game. Agreed. Yeah. Who said agreed? I didn't. I couldn't tell who oh, it was. Jeremy uh, Lord, it. It was me. Bennett. Okay, cool. That looked not like Jeremy. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, what do you? Um, man, those main characters are real bummers. Those character <laughs> designs are real bummers. I keep them in their chibi form all the time, just because they're large form just makes me really sad when I look at them. <laughs> um, but I, I'm kind of into what they're doing with this. It's kind of this light, poppy, referential Final Fantasy thing going on. And I don't mind the stacking system. I'm sure there's probably some really cool stuff that you can do with it once you get the right monster combinations. Yeah. Um. But uh, like the only thing that really just bums me bums me out are those main character designs because I'm like, why is why are you wearing a gauntlet, little girl? Why why do you have why do you have one gauntlet, little girl? I don't yeah. get it. They're, they're quite generic. Those two characters. I think yeah. the gauntlet's something to do with the the power to like absorb and like uh, catch it's it's final fantasy pokemon really pokemon uh, i was just about to say that it's final <laughs> fantasy pokemon you put think, the poke they put the fu- no i'm even saying pokemon now the, the enemies into basically pokeballs <laughs> yeah yeah i i streamed the, the demo and i was like yeah it's just pokemon um so i think the gauntlets had something to do with the magic behind that but don't quote me on that um, <laughs> and i actually uh really like rpgs that have uh have that monster collecting aspect. I love the Persona series. I love uh, that. That's one of the reasons why I said that I really enjoyed uh, Final Fantasy 13. I like collecting monsters, and I like having an interesting way of collecting mm. monsters just, instead of just hitting them. Well, did did, yeah. um, did Nino Cooney? Did, did that was that that had collecting as well, didn't yes. it? If I remember correctly. Um, I don't yeah. think it wasn't monsters collecting, but you did have little um, friend. Yeah, Pokemon you said, friends. Like, yeah, they, they helped you, didn't they? You can, you can. They did the most of the fighting. Him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. And that. you were kind that of like the cool. support character in some ways. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I say, the demo, like I, when I saw Cloud, like it's like yeah, like and he's got this like <laughs> little cute Cloud, and then he's got this like deep voice. This is like not interesting yeah. it just like blows you off like it's so <laughs> funny it's like seeing lightning in a chibi form and that it's just so hilarious because they've used the exact like the correct like the actual people like the, the proper voices and stuff so i was just like yeah that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah as i say it, it, it actually wanna... caught me oh sorry yeah you go you go you go it actually really caught me off guard the first time one of those chibi final factor fancy characters said something and it was like <laughs> i don't have time for this i'm yeah. like oh hey calm down <laughs> super angry so, man voice and he's the tiny little chibi he's like oh <laughs> get away from me yeah. so like, oh, bloody hell all right <laughs> sorry <laughs> so I, I do like and the stacking was unique i th- kind of thought it was kind of cool how you could make um the three sums kind of can add up like have synergize and add up to a, a like a more powerful yeah whole whole character I can and see. it was just the coolest been in a chibi form and, and riding on the back of one of these big mo- like it's the one of the iconic ones it's in all final fantasies it's that kind of like beast thing and they're really big in final fantasy 15 um like, like kind of demon dog looking things i don't know what oh, the behemoths the, the one yeah, with the behemoths. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Riding on one of them was just the best thing ever. I mean, like you could ride around the map on it. It was just like really funny. Um, <laughs> I like, I like that. I just think the demo was just a bit bland. Like it was just literally running through, and it was random battle after random battle, running through yeah. an empty area. Um, and I, I, I wanted to see some of the charm. And you, then I was, so I was kind of down on it after the tra- after the demo. But then I watched the trailer again, and you see just that magical charm. And when you're in towns and in the cutscenes, just looks awesome and a lot of fun. Yeah, that wasn't in the demo. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's why it was a bad demo for a potentially good game. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see because as I say, sometimes these demos don't really portray what the full game has to offer. And I think there's a lot of scope. Like I'm not a fan of the stacking system, but I think that system will have a lot of potential of different combinations and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each monster has its own um, skill tree. They're yeah. not huge. And so the potential for combinations is just mind-blowing. And what was cool about the stacking is the boss, I don't know if you got to the boss, Cliff, is that you could actually use one of your abilities to knock their stack down. And so it actually right. makes... The, and then so then you can target one of the individual <laughs> items on the stack to take it out, which changes their ability to do certain attacks on you mm-hmm. when they reform together. And I thought that was a really cool kind of uh, strategy that you could use. And it just changes the the turn-based uh, JRPG mechanic uh, like on its head a little bit. And it just, yeah, it was really cool. Agreed. Um, though I don't like the new menu in the fight combat. I just kept switching to classic. I was yeah, so confused what, by that. That was so <laughs> annoying. Why couldn't you just set it to classic and it stay at classic? I wonder in the it main game if in, in the settings you yeah. might be able to. It, um, it, I can't. I can't see them not letting you do that in the right, actual release. Lock. That yeah. that sounds crazy to have to do it for every single turn. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've just been playing a lot of Earthlock recently on the Xbox, and that that combat is done based on um, your abilities are mapped to one of the, the main buttons. So, like B, and you see if you push B, you B to select it, B to choose the character you're attacking or healing or whatever. And so I kept doing the wrong attack in this because I just kept pushing it BB. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I kept stuffing it up. So I just kept switching to classic. But yeah, it, was, it, it looks yeah. like fun. Uh, and if I order it, I'm just going to order it from um, that online store I've talked about before because it's like $105 on the PSN or I can get it for 70 delivered from an online store based in the UK. So it's like $35 cheaper. Yeah, you said you was doing this before, didn't you? I remember you saying something about this that you mentioned before. I swear to God, I did. All my daydreaming. Yeah, I've talked about the store before. It's it's NZ shop. It's called like NZ game shop, but it's based in the UK. The games take like a week to get here. But see, a normal store here, the game's $90. PSN, it's $105. I don't even get it. Like it's, yeah. But then I can get it for 70 from, and just wait a week. (laughs) And yeah, that, that's a much, that's a much better choice doing it that way. That's a lot of money saved, man. Yeah, <laughs> so it's still twenty bucks. Oh, and also they have uh, reward points, and cool. I've got like ten dollars reward points already. Oh, sweet. So, that's but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, what have you been playing? Yeah, you know, we've, been playing, we've been playing. We've been playing. You know, um, in... Do you guys want to hear me talk about Dark- Darkest Dungeon for like another twenty-five minutes? Because I can do that. <laughs> I have no problems whatsoever <laughs> doing that. We need, we need time to talk about the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point, yeah. 
Um, Darkest Darkest Dungeon remains super super cool. It's super awesome. It gets a little grindy at the end game, which I'm disappointed about. Uh, me and Brad Galloway on Twitter. Have been yeah, I see, I see you guys chatting about that the other day. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. Um, <coughs> he, 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 pretty lengthy twitter conversation with one of the developers and i the developers seemed like pretty interested in getting feedback from that stuff so i would imagine that they're going to try to address some of that um it's just it's just kind of a bummer that once you get to a high enough level in that game like mm. if you get to your if once you get your guys up to level six level five um you're paying money to upgrade their weapons to upgrade their armor to upgrade their skills and the the missions that you go on with those guys are just not worth it like it's it's way more worth it to take your low level guys and just grind them through the dungeons and not care about them in order to get money to upgrade your high level guys and then very carefully plan a mission. So you just end up grinding through like a bunch of dudes and the gameplay is fun enough to support that. But like, if you actually want to feel like you're making progress, it can get kind of frustrating. Um, I know he didn't finish the game when he did his review and his, by the way, his review is really good. I'll try to remember to link it. Um, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention about darkest dungeon is, um, the this guy in the duck feed slack linked me a uh video of this dude taking on like the hardest uh mission in the game hmm. and he's got like all level six dudes and he comes out of it pristine like no dead characters barely any sanity on any of his characters and he it's just a it is a master class of this game's mechanics like if you want to, if you want to see like exactly what how you should play darkest dungeon and like the <sighs> things to worry about and, and how to how to make your skills complementary like it's just a fucking master class he's actually at some points in the game he's keeping enemies alive so that he can very slowly whittle them down only so his support characters can take turns like healing and then also like um reducing sanity so he's literally like killing things slowly on purpose to try to cheese the game not cheese it but to try to like have the ability to you know make his team better which I thought was really, that's, really interesting. Yeah, that, that, that's pushing the mechanics to its like limits. That's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 very much yeah. like uh, <clears throat> it's it's just it's somebody who knows the game inside and out. Apparently, I don't. I'm not familiar with the YouTube guy. He has a bunch of subscribers and everything, but uh, apparently, he's been playing the game since the early access days. <laughs> so, the, you know, he, and even he like while he's playing it, like the guy's got a pretty good handle on it, but he's, you could tell he's just absolutely terrified. <laughs> like he's, he's like, Oh crap. I just, you know, and like throughout the whole thing, he's like, I can't believe that happened. I, I just, this is so lucky. This is so great. Okay. This, this is going to work too. Like it's, if you guys really want to see what darkest dungeon ends up being like, you know, that's a really good video. And again, I'll yes. remember to put it in the show notes. Awesome. Um, but then over the weekend, I got so mad that uh, over this past weekend, I got so mad that the dark souls, DLC leaked on Xbox One early, so I went and started playing Bloodborne. <laughs> um, and this, this is a this is a result of uh, me recording. I recorded with a girl um, for Don't Give Up Skeleton, and like me and her bonded super hardcore and had a great time co- talking. And we talk all the time on Twitter now. But uh, she hadn't finished the Bloodborne DLC, so she pinged me on Twitter and was like, "Hey, I finished the Bloodborne DLC." So I recorded it an addendum, like that we're going to release alongside that episode. That ended up being as long as the original episode. Wow! I so, <laughs> got an extra extra large issue of uh, "Don't Give Up Skeleton" coming. But she talked about Lady Maria and like the whole Old Hunters DLC as a whole, like just, and it got me inspired to start playing it. So I loaded up my. It's the fucking best game ever. It's 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 <laughs> the, I, going back to it. It, it, it's making me question my placement of Dark Souls 1 as the best Ooh. Souls game. 
<laughs> well, you know my views uh, on this. You know I put Bloodborne absolutely firmly steadfast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that everyone usually puts like the first Souls game <clears> at the top. Like that's just like that experience is, is can't be really questioned. Like that it's a it's a kind of a transformative experience when it comes to video games. But mm. um, I had this challenge that I'd set for myself to beat the Orphan of Kai's with my Rikuyo build, with my skill build. Yeah. And uh, I had just never been able to do it. Like I just had tried and tried and tried and like just died every time. It's a tough, it's a, it's a really tough boss fight, right? Yeah. So um, I loaded up Bloodborne and said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I might as well just like make this entertaining for some people. I'm, I'm going to stream this. And uh, literally loaded it up, started streaming. Some people came in the chat. We were talking, went into that boss fight and beat it on my first shot. Oh, <laughs> could good. not believe it. Like was good just shit. blown away that that even happened. Um, wow. So after that, I was like, well, shit, I kind of expected to, be like streaming this fight for the next like hour and a half. So I got to go find something else to do. Um, so I ended up, I went through and I beat, um, Oh crap. It's not Ludwig. Who is the optional boss in the DLC? Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I beat Lawrence and I did that on my second attempt. I died one time, which I thought was pretty good because that fights some motherfucker too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, fight, um, the second phase of that fight a pain in the ass. Yeah, and then um, I went through in the main game. The only boss I had left was uh, the wet nurse, so I went and beat Morgo and killed her. And I did one shot at her too, not one shot at her, but I killed, did it yeah. in one attempt too. And then uh, had all of my umbilical cords. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but so I, after I did that, I went and ate my umbilical cords and fought German, beat German on the first attempt, and then teleported out because I didn't uh, want to fight the Moon Presence and go into New Game Plus, and then was like shit now what do i do like only that was all in like 45 minutes and i was like i am the best bloodborne player in the world so what do i do <laughs> um so i created a you know feeded rotted curse chalice dungeon custom Ooh. in the uh one of the loran chalice dungeons with all the wolves and the caves and oh, everything geez. and uh went through um the first two layers pretty easily got kind of lucky with the bosses. The first uh, boss, I think, oh man, I don't remember. Leonard, you were hanging out in chat. I don't remember if you remember what the bosses are, but uh, uh, they, one I of think... them was like just like the, I don't know, just they were just like the normal enemies. Like they weren't like super duper bosses or anything. Yeah, the first one was was Lauren Silver Beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the second one was the Pyro Werewolf that you find mm. at the bottom of the uh, Upper Cathedral War Tower. Like that, and he's like, especially with the skill build. If you can, if you know how to parry him, like yeah. I was dropping like quarter length bits off of his health bar. <laughs> like yeah. it was so awesome with like standard gems too. Like I didn't really, I didn't have any like high end gems. But then the third layer comes along, and uh, I was able to clear the third layer fairly well. And Leonard, I know you've seen this, but Vader Cliff, have you guys done any like? chalice dungeons like unique chalice dungeons the root chalices um, not really i've just did the main ones to get the platinum okay. yeah just uh, uh, platinum yeah there's a there's a boss room in the root chalices that is a long thin room with like six pillars in it um, it doesn't show up in the main chalices at all hmm. and they put fucking it, uh, <laughs> oh, it was a uh, uh it's amy amy g a big or whatever <clears throat> yeah so and of course it's defiled. So I have half my health. There's like it's there. It clips through all of these pillars, so it's really hard to determine like what it's about to do next. If something can hit you, if it can't, I threw myself at it like probably five or six times. I finally started summoning help. Um, 
Leonard was there with me. I appreciate that. Yep. No and um, <laughs> the Lost Panda who on Twitter, who is the mm-hmm. the chick that I was talking about earlier that got me into playing Bloodborne again in the first place. And um, the three of us went after it several times and just could not make it happen. I finally just ended it. <laughs> Hopefully this weekend I'll have to, I'll pick it back up and try to get through it. But yeah. Had a, just an amazing time playing Bloodborne, like just just so good. And then hearing after, like Leonard, I think he kept playing and like we're helping people out. And mm. I know Lost Panda was was helping people out. She was sending me screenshots and she was doing like chalice diving and grinding for gems. And her Rikuyo build now looks just fucking stellar. She found like a plus thirty percent damage gem. Ooh. Yeah, and the negative is like minus ten percent damage to to Ken. Like what? <laughs> Who cares? It's, the, it's it's perfect. I was so jealous. So yeah, Bloodborne remains the coolest game. I put this out on Twitter, but if anybody out there is listening, and uh, you know, feel free to hit me up on PSN or DM on Twitter. Like, if you guys need help for anything on Bloodborne, like if I'm if I'm around and can play Bloodborne, like if you need, like say, like oh hey, I need to help with this Chalice Dungeon or come kill this boss for me or whatever, just just ping me. I'll I'll be there. That game yes. is too much fun. Same, same. Like I've been pestering Morbid. Like he's been going on about playing it. I'm like just play it, play it. I don't know if you noticed my Twitter for the past like five days. I've been like go and play it, go and play Bloodborne, Bloodborne, go and play Bloodborne, <laughs> Bloodborne. And I've now showed him how I like to do. <clears throat> to be able to do walkthroughs and like let's plays on the PlayStation and record them locally and then edit them on your PlayStation and whatnot. So <clears throat> it looks like he mm-hmm. may be doing a let's play of it over Christmas, like over the Christmas period, which is super cool. I'm down for watching. Very it. awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Oh, I fucking love Bloodborne. Bloodborne's so, so fucking good, y'all. Oh, it's so good. I want some Bloodborne too. I hope for dear God that when they said that the types of games they was making, there's one there that said. Uh, a usual type of game. I hope that's Bloodborne too. I really hope. <laughs> Did you guys hear? Um, it wasn't the most recent Twin Humanities, <clears throat> the, the one previous to this, and uh, they were talking to that uh, American guy from Cane and Rents. Hmm. But uh, CJ floated my idea of like a Western Bloodborne two, and it got me oh. so excited about a Western Bloodborne two again. I was like, oh my god, Man. the fashion! It's gonna be so good. Uh, do you, well, you, you remember what I just said a minute ago? How much I love the fucking Western setting. Come on. Yeah. Just Bloodborne Western. Oh my God. <laughs> the fashion yeah, imagine, would be unreal. Imagine Red Dead Redemption except Cthulhu pops out every once oh, in a while. Like that geez, shit sounds so That just... Oh, you, no. Do we have to talk about Dark Souls 3 DLC now? <laughs> Can we not just talk about this for the next hour? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, do you guys have anything else on Bloodborne? If not, we can take a quick break and then we'll go to... Uh, this would be a really good chance for me to drop the Lady Maria music in, so I'll, I'll probably have that going. And then we can come back with our listener responses and our Dark Souls 3 DLC. Cool. Cool. That sound good? Real quick, um, anybody that's out there listening, after the music break, we'll uh, we'll come back. We will be talking all things Dark Souls 3, Ashes of Ariandel. So if you have not played it, go play it. Come back to the podcast and finish it. Otherwise, um, yeah, just, I mean, like, Come on, it's gonna be a lot of fun. You can probably, if you don't listen to the end, you can ahead. probably finish it in the time we're having a break as well. So it's not a problem. Go play. Wow, <laughs> just a special little preview there for. for
And we're back. This is Welcome to Dark Insights, Dark Souls 3, Ashes of Ariandel, DLC, spoiler discussion. Thanks for sticking through it, sticking with us through the musical break. Um, we're back with all four of our crew, and we're here to talk about some DLC. I guess before we get into kind of the nitty gritty, I just kind of want to take the temperature of the room. Cliff, I, I'm pretty sure, based on your recent tweets and <laughs> comments on that podcast, that you're not a big I fan of this. Well, I'm kind of uh, hot and cold with it. I started out really not enjoying it. As I moved on, I started to enjoy it a bit more. I still really don't like that opening area, but I like the Corvian settlement and then the uh, bosses afterwards. Corvian settlement, lovely. Did not enjoy the opening area. Okay. Yeah. Leonard, where's your overall feel of of this thing? Uh, I was kind I was down with it from beginning to end. I uh I thought the opening area was uh kind of cool in how open it was and I really enjoyed uh basically coming back to a familiar yet very different painted world. Fair enough. Vader? Yeah, I, I- all over it just really enjoyed it um i think it was top notch um yeah there was a few bits of frustration but that's just due to this part of dark souls you don't you don't get the the good feelings unless you have the frustrations uh along the way um (laughs) but i yeah really enjoyed it well i really ended up liking it as well and um i i thought it was a it was pretty short uh like i went through it pretty quick and um i i have no shame to say that like i summoned for the the end boss which is like kind of a three phase monstrosity which we'll talk about in detail later but (laughs) so i know that would make it like naturally shorter that i didn't struggle with that boss for you know like there the guy um the guy that runs muga monkey was telling me like he he tried to solo that for like three hours the other day <laughs> so like <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough boss fight um but then i was going through i watched in preparation for this i watched uh Vadi's video about the dlc and he was like oh yeah and over here this is where you find the captain's ashes where these archers have been torturing you and i was like what are you talking about i had missed a whole area to the side y'all <laughs> like that whole tower <laughs> With the with the Viking knights in front of it, I had yeah. completely missed that on my first run. Just like it, it was just kind of around a corner that I just didn't happen to go to, go down. Oh, Vader, watch me play that. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> you just weren't listening to any of me and Savish's advice. <laughs> no, because I don't like. I don't like changing my playstyle, and I don't want to have to play at Metal Gear Solid and hide from people. I should be able to kill everyone. <laughs> everyone but it's funny that you missed stuff jeremy <laughs> yeah 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 i totally missed that i did find um the second boss and i did find like the the weird npc um invader fight i don't know if you, you guys found mm. all of that stuff yeah I, yeah someone actually like a red phantom invades it's a mad phantom it's a perfect oh phantom. yes 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 i did yeah. get that one yeah 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 down um so one of the things i thought was fantastic is that i i went down uh, the bridge. Uh, so as you get through the first kind of uh, snowfield, first area in the, in the tower, you get to the second bonfire and there's the bridge, the classic yeah. painted world style bridge. Um, and you turn that into a ladder just like in the, not the depths, the um, going down the small Catacombs. Lake. Catacombs, mm-hmm. yep. 
Um, I went there first because I could see the village and I could see that it looked back around to um, up to the top, up to the, the what, what would you call that building? The kind of castle on the top, the cathedral on the top of the hill, the main yeah. kind of structure. Yeah. I believe it's referred to as a church or a chapel. So mm. yeah. 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 So you could see it looked back around. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to head down. So I went down to the, <laughs> I guess the, the side boss of the DLC. Um and I just love that. So I did that. And I love oh, that boss arena is awesome with the kind of broken Ulysseal style kind of tower thing. It's the from the painted world, right? Like it's literally it the is, thing yeah. Dark Souls. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, are we um, talking uh, the Grave Tender boss, that one? Grave Tender and the yeah, Grave yes, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed that. The rest of the DLC for me was kind of circling that boss arena. And you could just see the the field of flowers from like almost everywhere you were. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked that you interacted with that boss arena in multiple ways, not only just as the boss fight, but as like scenery and as a point of interest. And then yeah. there's that NPC summon at the end of near the end of the DLC where you can go back into above the boss arena. And yeah. I just think that's, I think that's really, really nice um, kind of design in their world. I like yeah. that um, as you're walking through these places, you can kind of see down there and like your eyes naturally drawn to the bottom. And if you look down there, like it could just be, you know, just random geography, right? Like it yeah. could just be like, you know, a skybox. But then you look down and you're like, wait, there was a message down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things, like one of those unique Dark Souls things that immediately tells you like, I'll be able to go there. I need <laughs> the to thing, look for that. <laughs> the thing I noticed the most is I was looking down there seeing bloodstains. I was like, Okay, yeah, yeah, the same important yeah, down absolutely. there. <laughs> so, did did you guys do the village first? Then, <coughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I I went. I saw the bridge, and I did the thing where I was like, I mean, the bridge is probably definitely going to fall, right? Like, so I'm just going to go left. <laughs> so it wasn't until after I had beaten the main boss of the area that I went back through and realized that there, you could actually cross over the bridge and knock it down and everything. So it was a long time before I, I got back to the bridge. Right, I see, actually. I- I actually ended up going down down the bridge first. Uh, yep. I crossed it and I said, "Oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna pull the same trick twice and <laughs> hit it." And I was like, "Oh, apparently they are." Well, let's see what's down there. <laughs> see, I, I kind of liked it. They did. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to the um, snow skate, the snow skate fields and stuff. How could I hate it? What I was actually really impressed with is um, I actually really like the wolves in this in this DLC. Uh, I don't know if it, from Cliff's experience he didn't experience the same way I did. I remember just like you because you walk across that snow kind of area, the build up of snow, and it collapses, <laughs> and then you hear the howls, and they see these wolves run at you, and I just kind of I held my ground and just stayed where I was, and they stop. I just really like how the wolves stopped. Mm-hmm. And they started circling me. I just felt it. I, I really enjoyed that AI of the of the the, the wolf packs. Oh, I wish how, they did that for me. Because <laughs> you get running at them. They were just chasing me everywhere. You was you like, move into the next area. They stop chasing you. I move through, and then they I were still you. chasing me. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed that. Like you could actually wait, and they wouldn't actually be a great. Like they would be howling and growling at you. But it wasn't until you approached them that they would lunge. And I just thought that was, and I tested it a few times hmm. that most of the time they would just, they would sit there and wait until you like push forward and, and approach them. And then they would just attack. Uh, I just really thought that was, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome encounter. 
and I like yeah I like how they brought in more of their friends along the way and and the howling if you could take out the wolf before it howled uh, they wouldn't bring in more of their friends yet until you found more of them I just I right. like that yeah I really yeah. like I, I really enjoyed all of the wolf fighting like there was a lot of them but um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to what, what you guys where you guys were when you went into like I ended up using my uh, new game build like just, just playing new game no new game plus with the kind of an unoptimized sorcery build, but all I did was melee damage. I used the Moonlight Greatsword, and like the wolf, a lot of the wolves were down on one hit. Um, some of, a couple of them had like, I guess a little bit of health, I guess they were bigger, so that took two hits, yeah, but like usually the first hit was stun lock, and I was guaranteed the second hit, so I didn't really have a whole lot of trouble with them as long as I didn't yeah. let them like gang up on me five or six at a time, and even then, I could switch to the one hand Moonlight Gridsword, which has a more horizontal attack, and I could hit multiple of them at the same time, and that was still killing in one shot. So I had, yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of difficulty with any of the mobs in the area, wolves or enemies or anything. Um, where did you guys go yeah. in at? Like New Game Plus, what, what weapon class, Leonard? Where, where did you go in with? I went in uh, in New Game Plus. Uh, it actually end of New Game Plus. The only boss I had to left to beat was the Soul Sender, um, and. Uh, with my alt character who is uh kind of a sword and board also pyromancy uh character uh but i'm using the uh Aerithil straight sword in the in the in the dlc and um my character level uh was is uh 163 so i holy shit <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't really have that much of a problem with the dlc um with yeah, the my character sorcerer build was like ha- literally half that like i was like 80, <laughs> I 78 when i started Jeez. but you're what about in, you? where, where you're did you in, go did you ask sorry you cut out the i asked me or cliff Ask Cliff, but whoever wants to go first. That's fine. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I must just be really shite because I went in. I was level <laughs> one twenty, rocking forty strength with a dark uh, the dark sword plus ten. With and then I was using um, magic crystal weapon as a buff on the side, which I had sort of uh, yeah forty forty faith or in. I can't remember which one it uses on top. So and yeah, I was struggling real bad. Real bad. Yeah. Well, Vader saw it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, really you were just a new game. Him. Was it New Game New Game Plus or New no, Game? No, that's just New Game. Yes, yeah, it's funny. I was doing real <laughs> fucking bad. I was getting decimated by mobs and trees and Vikings and Oh god. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I really fucking struggle with that central area, even at level one twenty. Once I hit the Corvian village, I, f- I, I did alright because I changed my build for a pyromancy build and that just rips the shit out of everything in this area, so. Yeah. But, yeah, my initial it's, it's build. It's funny to did me that, work. like, magic damage and pyro damage is way better <clears throat> in this DLC than it's ever been in any DLC before this. Well, yeah, those, those Viking dudes with my plus 10 dark sword with, uh, uh, A scaling on strength at 40 strength, I was having to hit them about 15 times. With my pyromancy, with yeah, with my pyromancy, three times now dead. With uh, chaos, great chaos fireball, bosh, 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 dead. <laughs> Crazy the difference it made by respecking and changing my build. It's just made a massive difference. So, 
Yeah, because I went back to test that initial area, and if I would have gone in with this build the first time around, I think it would have been a hell of a lot different. Yeah, because interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, Vader? What'd you go in with? Um, I was a new game plus, and I started off about one thirty-five-ish, I think. I've always previous Souls games always kind of stick with the kind of that one twenty PVP level, but I figured that this, I'm not using this character really as PVP anyway, so just why not? just to keep leveling use those souls rather than having millions of souls sitting there uh so now yeah so it's about 135 and i'm probably about 142 or something now um and new game plus um and i'm using the dual katanas uh with magic shield whenever i need to fight an enemy that yeah i need to block oh is that the dual katanas the the ukadachi and some that that, them ones i don't remember the name the oni slayer Oh yeah, the sweet jump. Yeah, those things are <laughs> yeah. super cool. Oh yeah, yeah, those things are cool. Um, and so I, yeah, so I mostly no shield. Um, so yeah, I but I, I really enjoyed the new the new the new enemies. I liked the little knight guys, the little min- the followers. I think they're called mm-hmm. in that first area. I really mm-hmm. like the combination. They got the the flame um, fl- breath, breath yeah. fire dude. Um, the spear is awesome that you get from them that you, that you can throw it. And it, it's so cool that you can get that spear and you can actually throw the spear. Yeah. <laughs> well, have pretty, you, have you got the um, flame as well? Did, did you pick up the flame as well? Cause you can yeah, actually yeah, do you that get flame attack as well here. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, I, I think there's a demon souls that has a spear and it talks about how it can, it can be thrown, but in the description, but it can't actually be thrown in, in the actual game, but it just talks about how it's used for throwing. <laughs> oh, like the history of it but this you can actually throw it and it's i really really like it um there's a few weapons in the well actually all the weapons in this dlc i think were really good and were quite creative considering how many weapons dark souls has made already yeah 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 i've just uh i've just um plus 10 to the onyx blade with its uh dark buff in the two hands oh i love that thing yeah it looks cool i've seen a lot of people using that and the Freighter's great size. A lot of people are using that. I've actually been playing around with the uh, uh, Crow Quill. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of in love with that. Actually, uh, currently, I'm uh, uh, right-handing the uh, Follower Saber and uh, off-handing the Crow Quill. And when I, when I, <laughs> and when I, uh, uh, and every once in a while, I just switch off and dual hand the crow quill, just to be like, hey, still, can still do it. Here's some throwing knives. <laughs> yeah. awesome. I got wrecked. I was in the uh, PvP arena for a while yesterday evening, and uh, the dude came in with those crow quills and just fucking wrecked me like anytime i would try to back up for distance he would do like the crow quill attack and like i, I could barely avoid it because it was so fast like that looks like it's gonna be a fun weapon in pvp mm-hmm. yeah well i really i really enjoyed like the the main mobs of this game like the the way that they kind of elevate like you have those followers that have different kind of styles you have the wolves which there are even multiple different kind of wolves and then once you get into the corvian settlement like you see all these kind of desiccated like bird corvian things and you're like well these dudes are like no problem at all like this is barely any kind of challenge and then you get to like the Ooh. first crow knight that, i the mean crow knight holy shit me. does that dude have like a combo out of marvel versus capcom or- <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like I mean, wolverine like doing his fucking 
Berserker Barrage. <laughs> Berserker Barrage, yeah. It's insane. And it's fun. Like, I I don't play with the shield, generally speaking, in Souls games. So it's a little bit of a challenge. Like, I start spamming the roll button a lot once you see that stuff coming. But um, it's fun. But, man, they have really ramped up the, the enemies from previous games. Like, having that, that kind of combo system is kind of crazy to me. Well, what's cool is that you can get those claws and do something similar. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do, I do like those crow enemies. They are super difficult, and I did struggle with them. Like you got them ones, and then the the, the standard crow knights with the sword as well. And they're like, uh, they're kind of, what? They're really just, uh, some of their attacks. I really couldn't judge, and it's just like uh, they were fun. And then uh, I think as you go through and you move up towards the church area where you fight, uh, what's his name? The guy you get the onyx blade from. But to the left of there is a church. Felheim. Just to the left of there, there's a there's one with. Um, the crow talons and there's one with the the sword as well Ugh. don't pull both of them at the same time uh, no, <laughs> no no <laughs> i i had the one is i think it's four or five five in total if i can remember correctly but there's the on when you go through the rooftops of mm. the um of the village there's like a bridge with like a um crystal lizard yeah and there's like one drops down on you and i was like oh no oh no and you got no room to roll you got no nah. room to move and we, I managed to like rip out my shield and I managed to block him and knock him off. And so I went on my merry way, kind of searched out the rooftops, went around and then kind of come back around the bottom and was just strolling along. And then I just get attacked from the side. And I'd completely forgotten. I knocked him off and he's still down there. <laughs> and I just wet myself. Like, it, was, it was, yeah, a real fright. Um, Can we talk a minute about that Corvian settlement? Like, yeah, like You mentioned how much you like it. Oh, Holy shit. The level area. design on this is some of my favorite and probably in all of dark souls three, like in dark souls three is has some pretty strong level design. I think the yeah. world design is, is what people knock it down for a little bit, but the, the level design in individual areas is really good. And this is just solid. Like mm-hmm. it's vertical in a way that I didn't expect. Like yeah. it's, you can move around in different ways. There's kind of secret paths. Like it's, it's really fun. It, it was, uh, yeah, same. To, really to, enjoyed it. Yeah. To me, the Corvin settlement felt, it's sort of an antithesis of what I love about the Dark Souls games. That level design, I feel, in Corvian Settlement was spot on. It was winding, vertical. It was lovely. And there were so many nooks and crannies everywhere that to find and little areas. And you have to backtrack on yourself to find extra bits. Love the level design there. Absolutely fantastic. Well, it had character and creepiness. Like you mentioned mm. those um, crow kind yeah. of creatures and they were just easy to kill. But how disgusting was that little entrance to that kind of village like and it kind of followed on through where you see you walk around a corner and there's like a like a bank leading up to the 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 church building that you're heading to the library whatever it is and there's just one of those knights just murdering like hordes of these what was was that scene all about because you're walking up and they're all just sort of walking up the hill and they're they're non-aggressive to you aren't they and they're all just up the hill and then yeah. he just jumps down and starts murdering everyone. I was trying to sort of work out <laughs> what that the, area is all about. If you read the description of the, 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 these weapon, their weapons, mm. it talks about how they um, were like purging um, stuff and they went to, so far to, de- to destroying their own people, murdering oh, their Jesus. own people. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> bodies, uh, bodies, again, I mean, like, who doesn't listen to Bodies videos? But like, Body did a pretty good job ex- uh, explaining that when I listened to the video today of them, like, they're actual, yeah. like, turning on their own people. And that's why they're, I really like it too. Like, this, 
the way those uh, the smaller dudes turn around and literally like run away from the crow knight. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, ah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. They don't care yeah. about you at all. Like no, I was trying to just... like methodically figure them out at first, and they're like, "Nope, they just will run past you to get away from the crow knight." They're just like, "Fuck his, this, I'm his, out." Here's one of the item descriptions. I think it's this is the crow talons in their infatuation with Sister Fre- Freda. The Corvian Knights swore to protect the painting from fire, and to this end, to what that seems like a typo. To this end, to the execution of the that sounds wrong. Okay. <laughs> execution of their own brethren. There's two twos in a row. <laughs> to this end, they to the execution of their own brethren. And to this end, to to the execution. Yeah, it is that's, that's a typo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, that they're just so fanatically about protecting Sister Freda um, and keeping own. it the fire out, they just started murdering everyone. They've gone nuts and started murdering everybody. Hmm. It was actually kind of interesting because I listened to that uh, uh, the NPC Corvian uh, dialogue a lot while I was uh, playing through the DLC, and uh, he says something uh, along the lines of. Uh, we, they, uh, she buried the flame even after we had all decided, which sounded like that they had made a decision to burn the the painted world, and uh, she she uh, disagreed. Yeah, she yeah. disagreed, and that then set the knights on every everyone that wanted to accomplish it. And I think mm-hmm. that's what those Corvians are, because they're heading towards that library, probably to get to the unnamed painter. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's been imprisoned, that unnamed painter, hasn't she? And you kind of mm-hmm. free her. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. a sister of of Freda and the... Uh, oh, Freed? Is, there, is that one of them? There's three. There are three sisters. I'm trying yeah, to remember their um, names. Uh, like, yeah. I was led to believe that Yuria is the sister of yes, Frida. She's, she's the sister. Oh, yep. okay, okay. Yeah. And if you yeah. go speak to her after the DLC, she says she thanks you for kind of putting it into her and and kind of encourages you to use what you've gained to be the badass Dark Lord that you ought to be. <laughs> it's it's interesting that uh, that she's referred to by Wilhelm as Ifreta. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like she dropped the Elfreda, the L from her name when she abandoned her duties as one of the founders of the Sable Church and mm. decided to enter the painting. Well, she's also an Eshin one as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which means that at some point she tried to link the fire. Or she was, or she was a, a destined to link the fire or she was chosen to link the fire. Like, I'm not sure that, like... To me, it doesn't seem like she's the type of person that want to link the fire. It seemed like she came in here, destroyed that giant bell so that nobody could get summoned, and then like was like, this is my jam. This is what I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to fuck around with that first flame stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you come in here hiding with from um, the, the Lord of Hollows ending? Having... Well, that's, yes. that's yeah. what I wanted to ask, because I, I'm doing that ending in this play, in my new game plus playthrough, so I am, I am the Lord of Hollows. I've got Yuria... And she refused to speak to me and talked about how I, I've got my own land to... So I want to know if other people yeah. spoke to her and got different dialogue. Wait, who, who refused to speak to you? Freda. Um, the, uh, Freda, when you first go into the... 
Oh, really? And, yeah, and she, the she, yeah, she basically yeah. says, oh, you've got your own people to take care of. You are the Lord of Hollows, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she like, gave me a ring and was like, you're the Lord of Hollows. Like, I guess it's the same dialogue. I just read it differently. Yeah, yeah. Does, she give, does she have much different dialogue without that ending? I'm not sure. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, I, her, uh, I actually didn't have the Lord of Hollows ending on my character, and her dialogue uh, is different, but not that much. She basically okay, tells you to, mm. to, to shove off and ignore this place ah cool because yeah she refers to you as being hollow and whereas I know you don't have to be hollow in this game in fact mm. you yeah. generally I had, not I had 99 sure. hollowing and yeah, like had too. done had <laughs> done the, the Lord of Hollows ending so like she was she referred to me as the Lord of Hollows and was like here's yeah. this ring as befitting a Lord of Hollows needs like now go this place is peaceful this inhabitants kind all that kind of bullshit so yeah <laughs> v- Vilheim mentions it as well didn't he if you're the Lord of Hollows yeah. he, I can't remember what he said exactly but he, he was just like yeah I've, yeah I know you <laughs> you see because I didn't go across the bridge I didn't realize that uh, Vilhelm was at the front on the other side yes. of the bridge so I never spoke to him I didn't see him until I went all the way through the Corvian settlement and he was already aggro like I walked in this room and that dude was just like I'm gonna kill you and that like crazy <laughs> awesome voice actor that they put the voice well, work that they've done he's super cool. you mentioned that the voice acting was very good in yeah. this DLC oh my god yeah. everything is so great yeah that, so everyone really who good. has a speaking line is just super great uh, it, it was done super well um, and I actually I saw that Gary really hated this NPC fight I really enjoyed it I thought he was badass and he just he kind of portrayed what he was meant to do he was there as a watchdog for Freda, and he was going to do everything he could to take you down, and he used all his buffs, and I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought it was a really nice set piece. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't. I think he killed me once, um, but only because I, I like got greedy at the end. Like I was, I had ten Estes, and I was like, no, I'm going to kill him with no Est- with no health left. Like I've just shut <laughs> off and done the thing. But yeah, I didn't find it too difficult. I have a feeling that when I go back through with my new game plus plus strength build, it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> I just parried the poop out of him. Also, that yeah, <laughs> that's the fun part about the um, the follower knights, the ones that have the shields. Like I could hit them; they would run up and they would have their shield up, and I would hit them once, and they would kind of like stagger a little bit, and then I would hit them a second time, and it would instantly drain their stamina and put them in a repost mode. So I would hit them twice; they'd block it, and then I would just repost them, and they would die. It was fantastic. Yes, that's what I was telling Cliff to do. Like, because I've got the katanas, it's harder to break your guards. So I just kick them. Mm-hmm. They're quite easy yeah. to kick. Or that, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> like, no, no kick. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I always get it wrong. I go to kick and I swipe and I hit the shield Sweet. and yeah, then yeah. I'll get staggered and they'll smash me in the head. But in the end, I'll, <laughs> I've got. I'll, it's. I think. I think a lot of it laid down to I haven't played Dark Souls for almost. Yeah. Well, oh God knows how long, and it's taken me. That that build was really it was my PvP build. I should have respect before I went into this DLC. It wasn't right. It wasn't set up for this DLC whatsoever. So by changing my build, it made life a lot easier. It's still difficult, yeah, it's but it's more enjoyable. I still have. I still haven't done. Uh, I still haven't beat Freda yet. I will say, I've got her to phase three a few times, but still haven't managed it yet. <clears throat> Um, before we, we get into about? the boss, like I, I, I want to talk about the uh, weird ass insects and the the gross oh, ass like gross ass fungus, fungus stuff. stuff. Yeah. Ugh, man! Like <laughs> those insects are just like just, just... <laughs> <laughs> that noise they make. They're so nasty. Awful. And they throw those bugs. At, like they're like larvae that they implant in you and shit. Oh, and you have to get your torch was... out to burn it away. <laughs> 
I was yeah. so glad that I had um because I had found the torch earlier. Mm. I think, or maybe I just had a torch out. I'm not sure. Maybe I didn't find the torch yet. Anyway, I, I happened to have a torch in my hand for whatever reason, and I was like, "Oh shit, I know what's happening." And I started like, trying to get to it real fast. That was <laughs> lucky on my part. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- that happened before in the game, didn't it? With those other ones that. Uh... In the, like, in the cathedral, where the you access this yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, those maggot, yeah. maggot maggot constructs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They continue just like bleed bleed you and all, all over and over again. Yeah, yeah. This whole thing, I I, I really like. I'm, I'm really kind of into this DLC. Like, I, I I feel like Twitter in general is just like kind of down on it, but I I kind of enjoyed everything about it. Like, I don't know, man. Like going into um like right after you defeat Willem, like you go into that like area and you can find an illusory wall and go down like kind of under the area, I think. Yep. Yeah. Am I right? Am I in the same? Yes, they're, just, yes. they're all kind of running together to me right now. So I'm sorry, but, um, yep. Uh, you have to go I, down there anyway to open up the shortcut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I figured people I guess, <coughs> just would see it down there and then start looking around. Like for me, like there were like 18,000 signs in front of the illusory yeah, wall. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, well, I know what's <laughs> happening there. Um, but like that whole like just filled with insects and super gross and mm. yeah like oh man I'm so bad. <laughs> but then you get that moment where you pull that switch and you literally get the same statue that turns around like just like in the painted world in Dark Souls one like that yes. was. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the parts of this DLC that I didn't like were anything to do with Dark Souls one. <laughs> <laughs> like seeing that statue again, I was like. Oh. Man, really? Like, I just, I just, I don't, that doesn't have any kind of, it doesn't work for me, I guess, is what I'm saying. Did you guys feel that way when you saw it? Were you kind of worn out with that? Or were you like, oh, shit, look at that? No, I was, I'd already seen that statue um, when I, because I'd been in that room already. Mm. Uh, um, oh, okay. So see, I, I, I kind of, I kind of was okay with these Dark Souls 1 bits in this because of, apparently, well, I can't remember what I was watching, but they were saying about the way the painted world works, obviously a world that world has been painted on top of the old painted world that rotted, so bits are obviously going to be left over. So I was I was kind of cool with that. It wasn't as obnoxious as some of their other Dark Souls 1 references, like straight out Sigurd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, have a pro- I didn't have a problem with that statue reference because, um, once again... It, the the painted the painted world has been repainted yeah. so that is just something that's left over yeah. and i really dug the fact that it was just the switch in the same area just different with all the gross flymen and that it did exactly the same thing as it did in dark souls 1 because it was just a leftover yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just glad it wasn't pinwheels down there <laughs> I'll be honest. When I got to the pit with all the insects, I fully expected some pinwheel, some uh, bone wheels to show up. I definitely thought yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I really liked it, um, and I, I really like because that statue is that supposed to be Valka from Dark Souls One? Isn't that what the theory is? I don't know. I'm, I don't. I'm not. I'm kind of not up on my Dark Souls one lore anymore. Leonard, you're the yeah. the lore store. <laughs> that that's uh the, that's a that's one of the theories. Uh, that was one of the theories that was posed that Priscilla may have been uh Velka's daughter. Because well, uh, I, I know there's also cut content from Dark Souls one, and I really like the story. Is that uh, was it Beatrice the witch? Was it mm-hmm. Beatrice? Yes. Uh, Beatrice. There was there was actually a child model for her in the cut yeah. content mm-hmm. and that theory is that she was Valka's daughter as well which is kind of 
but yeah, uh, I kind of like that kind of theory as well. So there's lots of different things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that kind of uh, pull in the crow people. It's kind of the evolution of those, um, the crows from Dark Souls 1. Um, yeah, I like it. I thought it was really cool. Oh, uh, something that I did want to want to mention about the statue that I thought was really, really interesting. Um, you see multiple versions of of that statue, the Switch statue, yeah. and all of them have their heads broken off. Yes, mm. I was going to say the heads yeah. broken off. Which would make sense, right? Like if you're if you're Frida and you kind of come in here and you're keeping it alive against the inhabitants' will, like you would start desecrating the things that they worship, right? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, just throwing it out there yeah. as a theory. No, it totally does make sense. Yeah, it does. It does, Yeah, that also makes makes a lot of sense. Um, and it, I forget which item description uh, it is, but one of them states that she took on the appearance that would basically let her seize power over the painted world. And it seems like maybe it's possible that she might have broken the heads off of the statues because she's pretending to be who's ever depicted there. Mm. Yeah, using using almost a religion or belief of these people against yeah. themselves. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, over how time things get twisted and convoluted uh, through through retelling of legends and stories, and these these characters of the past become greater or more than they were, or different than they were because of of the way. Well, I guess Chinese whispers. Though that's kind of a racist term these days, I guess. <laughs> but you know the, con- <laughs> the concept. Um, the, the concept of retelling uh, things are mistold and mis and mis uh, misrepresented over time, um, mm-hmm. and, and and we're seeing that here. Um, and uh, yeah, I like that. Super well, cool. Um, kind of bouncing around a little bit, but um, I do want to talk very specifically about the trio of Vikings that you can run into, and I guess. <laughs> I guess you guys had already seen it at this point because you got exposed to the um, the archers with those arrows that do like the AOE damage. But um, <laughs> I came in. And, we all know what I'm talking about, right? Like the yeah, three yeah. Vikings yeah. with the weird earthquake ability. Yeah, yeah. And um, stumbling into these guys unprepared is a hell of a time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still don't do that area properly. I kind of worked out what was going on and just kind of did Benny Hill ran around in circles, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you can you can get the drop on one of them. Like if you go up the little bridge area, um, you can get yes. the drop and it kind of knock him out pretty quick. And then if you go into that area fairly carefully, like you can just aggro the one. Um, but in, invariably, like the 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 earthquake guy is going to like start fucking with you. And yep, it's that that attack where he basically like just hammers the ground and can make an earthquake anywhere is so cool. Like that's just awesome. Like it's not. It's kind of frustrating at the same time, but it's actually it actually feels it feels fair. Like it it feels exactly as avoidable as I can make it. In other words, like if I am actually on top of my game and paying attention, it has it's no problem yeah. whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. just another aspect to fighting one of those dudes. The so visual, I, I, the visual and the audio cues are very very clever and clear. Uh, so yeah. you do, as you say, you got the resources to avoid and, and work with it. Mm-hmm. And they also give you plenty of time to get out yeah. the way of that too. So yeah, they're telegraphed really, really well. I could even get to the point where I was when I was fighting the the other Viking guy, um, and I would I would hear the earthquake attack about to come, and I knew I could get like one hit on the other guy, and then I could roll fast, roll out real quick. <laughs> 
I really, I very much wanted them to be able to hurt each other. I kept trying to bait the second guy into the earthquake attack to see if it would knock him down, and of, of course it didn't. I was really frustrated. Yeah. But it had that, I don't know if you noticed, there's actually, you could fall into that area by accident. It had one of those yeah. snowdrops. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, surprised there wasn't there. an item up there to lead you into it, because I never fell for that. I could saw it. I was like, yeah, I know what this looks like now. But if there's an oh, item I just, sitting there. I just straight walked in and, and it fell down. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Same here. <laughs> I'd, I'd already looped around and found the other way in and could see <laughs> and what that place was. Um so I'd come around the, the far left side past the wolves and there was the two, mm-hmm. there's one archer and one um, axe-man yeah. up the top. And I killed the axe-man, started finding the bow guy who pulls out his axe and I ended up slipping and landed on a rock halfway down that cliff face. And the only way to okay. get down was drop and I dropped and died. But my bloodstain was stuck <laughs> on this rock up at the cliff. Uh, so. Oh, and wait. so I got into that area and I knew about that area before seeing the snowdrop place and so, it, <laughs> i honestly thought how come patches isn't here telling us to go get that item <laughs> <laughs> because more than likely you've already killed him in the main game <laughs> well, sure. um, but how, that, it just seems like there should have been an item like in that first the first snow snowfield area there was that item that i fell yeah. for <laughs> and i ran to get um yeah. and fell down like i'm surprised they didn't pull that trick again because yeah it would have i reckon it would have been again cool to have that repeated and fall for a second time and you're like dang well they've done it it a couple of times didn't they because when you go up by the initial first area where the vikings are and the archer if you run up and the big wolf jumps down if you run all the way up that drops through as well didn't it yeah yeah you're right that drops through Uh, that almost seems like um because i first went to an area without uh maybe it was i was in phantom form i went up that area and fell down it hmm and so the wolf didn't come. And so it, I, when the wolf actually appeared there, that I just, yeah, I thought that was great. I kind of jumped and I just thought it was a, a wonderful moment in, in, in the game design. Um, I guess people could run away and that's where they, that would happen if they were running away. And that's but, exactly what happened to me. I was like, big wolf, about 10 other wolves. I was like, that fuck this, I'm off. <laughs> I just ran. Uh, yeah. And so that is running away, but I was in phantom form. Um, I think I was invaded someone. I was, I was hunting them down and it still fell. I ran on and it still falls and then looped around. Um, but I guess that's a good segue to the boss. I thought it was fantastic that the boss, well, part of the boss fight appears throughout the level. Mm. Like, I just think that's yeah. the coolest. It's what from software promised for the last two games. Uh, and we sort of got that with Pursuer, more so in the Scott of the First Sin edition. Um, but it actually happens naturally and organically in this quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. Which, um, well, I guess before we get into the two bosses, does anybody want to talk about any other set pieces or anything of interest before we get into the boss areas? Um, I did want to, Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, go on, go on. I did want to talk about the, um, uh, the two spells that you find. Okay. Yeah. And, the uh, miracle and the um and the free spell, uh, and cool. uh, and the, and the frost weapon. Uh, spe- uh, most uh, mostly the frost weapons. I think it's really interesting that they just straight up say that Pontus Sullivan came from the painted world. Mm. Oh yeah, I did yeah, want to bring that sure. up. Like that's such a weird like, and it doesn't have any like bearing on what he does in the in the main game. Like I just I don't I don't get other than to tie it in there, like, is there any kind of bigger significance that I might be missing? Like, why does it matter where he's from? Well, I think, uh, I mean, 
it's interesting because it makes you wonder if Aerithil was always frozen. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and uh, another really interesting thing uh, uh, is if you take a really close look at the Crow Assassin and Crow Knight's armor, they are the Air- Aerithil Outrider Knight armor only in black. Black, yeah. Ah. The very similar. That. It's kind of that shredder, spiky kind of look. Very yeah, cool. except that the 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 headpieces have the bills. Um, I don't know how it relates to anything in the main game, but I think it's interesting that Pana Sullivan just came out of this world and decided to start doing his stuff in <laughs> the the real world of Dark Souls Three. <laughs> real world air quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 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 there's dialogue or text somewhere in this dlc that talks about the freeze kind of like escaping mm-hmm. um yeah. so and and kind of just freezing things solid uh, and that's why i really like the lower section of this area is just how i see it is and just everything is just frozen yeah um, it's just a block of ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the the least favorite thing about this dlc would be and the rest of the dlc is 100 percent Top notch for me would be the crabs. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even bother fighting these motherfuckers. Like, I I never fight the main ones in the main game, so like, I'm not going to fight ice crabs either. The (laughs) only reason I did is because the rest in the main game, they the crabs drop some really cool items, and I was expecting something. They don't down here. (laughs) Nope. Nope. But while we're down there, but if you go down there, there's a slab. There's a nice Titanite slab down there. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, See, that's a weird get... thing. Like, you go over there and kill those trees, and, like, an the avalanche black... happens, and then ladders fall down. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird and interesting, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, like, like somebody said in the Duck Feed Slack today, that's not how ladders work from. <laughs> <laughs> See, is it, does it actually fall down? Because I just assumed it was an illusion, and they were kind of, it was their magic hiding the ladder from it, from you. And by killing them, their magic, obviously they can't control the magic, and so the ladder is then revealed. Because I've only ever seen, like, killed it, turned around, and it's there. Like, I've never seen any kind of animation or... of Yeah, same here. I I just see that it's appeared and never understand how it gets there. (laughs) I I associate it just with their magic, because obviously they're magic creatures. Yeah, we've kind of forgotten to talk about the weird ass trees, but I love the weird ass trees. Yeah, I like how they everything about these trees. Yeah, I like how they evolve through the level, and that final one is just will just go like nuts on you, just like just go crazy and flail around. Um, I don't which is like completely the, different than the rest. Of them. I don't like the flame like trees. <laughs> I don't like the flame trees. When there's four do, of them all throwing to... fire at you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Too much yeah, fire. And that fire they're... follows you forever. <laughs> it yeah. never it looks, gives up. <laughs> it looks spectacular when you're kind of in that, when you first come across them, they're on the bank and there's like five or six of them lighting up and it's just like fireflies flowing through this ice forest. <laughs> just looks amazing. <laughs> um, they're Very super... Cool. Super weak to fire. Um, yeah, stuns them like because because they're trees, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're made of ice. <laughs> yeah, 
Right. <laughs> right. They're frozen. <laughs> I think it's I do think that it's kind of interesting. I've only had this happen once, but they uh they have a chance to drop uh the white branches. Yeah. Yes. I've had that once, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I did notice, I don't know if it's a glitch or something, but I got one. I think it was the one by the library. There's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up and it created a new slot because, you know, you only can carry 10 of them. I had 10. Then I had another one of one. Yeah. So, um, so, like in the main game, you can find ones that actually have different item descriptions. Like one references Dusk and one references something else. I didn't okay. actually think to look at the item descriptions for this one. Dang because so. I... Because I used it by accident. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I still have it in my inventory. I'll go, I'll go check and uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know on Twitter or something after this. Because I used it because it's when you're down in the ice area, you turn into an ice like a, a big ice rock, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Before we get into bosses, uh, I I found on Reddit today. I didn't find somebody linked me a thing on Reddit today. If you invade in the first areas. And uh, at first they thought it was when you were wearing certain armor, but apparently it's when just, if you're just a red phantom invader, the wolves that are around will straight up follow you around. You can lead a pack of wolves to the host. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. I cannot wait to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That is right up my alley into some serious dickishness. So if my time wasn't bad enough with the wolves, I'll have to put with a poxy red phantom as well. Uh, (laughs) Joyful, joyful. Just summon three other white phantoms like every other person. Like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> right, like right. every other person that's playing through the game. No, the best way to not get invaded is stay solo. Yeah, yeah I highly get invaded. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the Grave Tinder boss first, because I think we're going to have more to talk about with the uh, mm. with the main boss of yeah. the area. So this is the boss that you get to. Uh, we mentioned it earlier that you can cut the rope bridge it falls down and just like the catacombs like you can climb down the bridge to an icy area below that's full of ice crabs and magic trees and archers and um you actually go down here and this is another time where i'm like it's probably not a direct dark souls reference but i can't help but think that it is especially with all of the tree imagery that all of the millwood knights have um this is very very uh the great hollow like you're going on these tree branches and you're dropping from tree branch to tree branch like mm. i was doing this and i was like dude we really need a reference to this i'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure it's even a reference though like i think it's just like going down some roots like i just yeah i, I have that ingra- ingrained in my brain so much i can't help but compare it to the the, the great hollow yeah I, I i would think it's just coincidental yeah um yeah. but you get down here and you go to the right and you can drop down a little ledge, and then you're in kind of like this flowery field. You go up to a structure that looks somewhat familiar to you if you play Dark Souls 1, and uh, you see a NPC stand up and a few wolves pop out. You kill the three wolves pretty quickly, and then you're kind of in the middle of this boss fight. It is the grave tender, the champion grave tender, I think is the boss name? Yeah. Or grave yeah. tender champion? I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> Champi- champion's grave tender. Thank you. Hey. Okay. He's completely unidentifiable except for his weapons, which I think is super nice. Yes, I love absolutely. That uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, the shield is the shield is rad, and he is super easy. Like, I mean, you just can like talk about like kicking the shielded enemies earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, just kick him yeah. at any point, and like he goes into a <laughs> stance, and he, you can hit him with two hits, and he like staggers, so you can get the repost. Like, and he. I was like knocking this dude out. Like this dude had no chance. Um, but of course this is dark souls. So mm-hmm. you get about three quarters of his life down and all of a sudden oh. a giant wolf comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 
And then the fight gets super interesting. And uh, right. I think from has done this fight several times now, like we've seen Sif and we saw the, the Vanguard giant rat. I think it was, yeah, the giant rat. And that was pretty much a wolf fight. Um, there's a, there's a wolf like boss in Bloodborne. I, I think this might be the best wolf fight. What do you guys think? It's pretty good. Um, I like that. There's the combination of, completely humanoid not even a giant humanoid like most other humanoid character uh, bosses and then this yeah. wolf uh, yeah I, I like the combo uh, it's a, it was a hard fight but <laughs> i liked it when the yeah. uh yeah, i like the wolf as well because at first you're like oh right fair enough he's got cut the moves and then when you get into a certain point obviously he, he goes red away in rage and just goes absolutely fucking bananas <laughs> he goes mental if you if you <laughs> If you watched the playthrough I put up yesterday of me beating him, my word, I, I literally fluked my way through that fight. <laughs> like, just pure luck. Oh, that was a good fight. But yeah, no, I really like this boss fight. And I think what's made better, as I mentioned earlier, is that you fight this wolf uh, twice before yeah. you get to this point. Like he, he is stalking you and attacking you throughout the, the world. Um, and the way he appears is fantastic. Um, and then to have it like culminate in this... If you beat him the two times, do, does it make any effect to his life at all in this fight? Do we know? Or is it just... I'm not sure. You know? Every time I've noticed, he's had some health off, but I don't know if it's just because I've hit him as he's come in while I'm still attacking the, the champion. Mm. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked close enough. Yeah, that would be a nice touch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I, I only defeated him the once. I didn't defeat him the second time you see him. But I... I, I yeah, I'm gonna. I want to look into that. See whether that's related to if he has any health off because you've defeated him the previous times you've seen him. Because yeah. he's got some quite bad scars on his face. Hmm. Was that in the original? That'd be cool if that wasn't on the first time you see him, and but it is in the boss fight if you've if you've taken him out the first time. Hmm. But I don't. I don't know. I'm just speculating. That, and that, that, would, be that would be cool. cool. <laughs> I don't actually Very know. Cool. Um, I don't know if I didn't notice when I first fought him. Because it was quite, it was, he was more intimidating when I first found him than he was in the actual boss fight, to be honest. Um, because he was so aggressive, and it, you don't expect normal enemies to be that powerful and aggressive. Mm. But he's a boss, so it makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, so what I did, um, I did your classic Dark Souls nearly kill a boss, have a sliver of house left, and then completely get noodle arms and die. And then the, <laughs> the very next time. You come in, you just completely just can't do it. Just done. I think the little wolves killed me my second. I, I, I nearly killed it. It was like a centimeter of health left. Um, and then the next I came in, I died to the wolves, like the little wolves. <laughs> uh, but eventually when I did beat him, I actually killed the wolf before the champion. Really? Yes. And yeah, I, thought I'd saved, I thought I'd saved a video. So we have to, have to check uh, close video, but I got noodle arms in real life and stuffed up and my PlayStation sheer save. Um, the the dude, the, the champion changes his uh, his kind of AI changes. Mm. Uh, he gets really? a lot he gets a lot more aggressive because he's quite passive throughout the fight. Like he's he kind of just strolls at you. He forgets magic because when the yeah. wolf comes yeah. he pulls out his magic. He forgets magic and just sprints at you. Um, and I killed a wolf 
And I thought, heck, this is going to be easy now. I've done it. Finally done it. It was my like fifth or so try. And then I turn around and he's just sprinting at me. And I just panicked and he almost got me. Like, <laughs> he almost took me out. And I believe, I may be wrong because I was in a panic state, his sword gets a buff. Like he had his red aura around him or his, his sword. Hmm. And, and he, he just will not stop. He's just relentless, just stab, stab. Just, he, and he's just the constant running and lunges. Like he'll run and jump at you. Um, and I was backtracking like crazy. Um, and he only had like maybe one sixth of his health left at this point. But it, it was actually quite hard to, to do. It was, it was harder. Once I got my footing again, it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a really nice touch to add that in. I managed to, uh, I think it took me three tries to take out the champion and the great wolf. Um, my, uh, with my final attempt, I managed to kill the champion before the great wolf even finished spawning in. And then I used, uh, six, uh, what is it? Uh, the profane flame, uh, to just decimate that wolf. <laughs> yeah. Because it's nice. His 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 startup his startups for that charge make it really easy to land land those with no problem. Yeah, it's the combination of two that really makes it the the, the, the fight a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that's the, that's why I ended up kill, I think I killed the wolf first is because that that t- attempt I had a really bad start because I'd done the same I I usually do quite well against the dude but I had a really bad start and I, he was only halfway through his health when the wolf came. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I was just having to backpedal and, and, and dodge and twist, and it ended up that the wolf is is quite soft, um, and I think I might have got bleed damage on him or something, but mm-hmm. I ended up just taking him out in between opportunal attacks. Um, just yeah, uh, I've just gone back over my video. He does get a buff on his sword. <clears throat> yeah, I want to be the first to report it, nice. but I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you get for winning this fight? I know you get his gear, you get the um, his sword and shield, which is like a which is pretty cool because it's a single weapon that you do a wield to get that stuff, which I think is kind of neat. Um, uh, the ashes for the PvP area, yeah, and you get that's exactly what I wanted to go into. That's what I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, so you get the ashes that you can go burn in Firelink, and that opens up a, a very cool PvP arena. I'm actually I've played around with that a little bit, and I'm really excited to get back into that. You can password looks- match, y'all. We could have a Dark Insight Fight Club. Oh, <laughs> boom. It looks like they're going, they're going to add more content as well, which I kind of I kind of like because there's the arena, but there's grayed out. And you only have the one option, so I'm assuming they'll be adding more. Because why have it as an option? <laughs> right. Um, so it looks yeah, like they'll uh, be adding. I'm hopeful that they'll uh, that they'll add more stuff to it. It does need like more of an area, but I'm just so happy. Did any of y'all mess with the Dark Souls One PvP arena? <coughs> No. Yeah, a little bit. It gave up pretty quick. It was so it took so long to find fights. Um, well, like it's the dumbest thing in the world. If if, if you guys, if, if if no one out there has messed with it, and I wouldn't blame you because hardly anybody ever did. Like you had four like cages that you would stand in, right? And like assume that each one is a cardinal point, so north, east, west, south. Um, if you had say like you and your four buddy, you and your three buddies wanted to have a free for all, and you all went to the arena, and you all. You know, in your own particular games, you all went to the same cage to stand in. You would never match with each other. It only matched you with people that were standing in the other cages. 
So, like, to organize a fight club, you literally had to be like, okay, Jeremy's going to go to the North Cage, and Leonard's going to go to the East Cage. Okay, everyone's done? Okay, now we're all getting summoned. Now it's working. Like, you had to do that kind of bullshit. It was fucking ridiculous. I love the fact that you just click a button and it just connects you now. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's the arena that, we've, that people have always wanted. Uh, yep. My first experience with it, I like like that they've added it, and I think it's great, and I think that's part of the content of this DLC, and I think it's it's great that they've added, included it. But I I jumped in just a, like it was a three verse three, just mm-hmm. uh, smash them up, and it did not go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was five minutes of just uh, being ganked, like because I think yeah. one of the guys in our team dropped out, so it ended up being two versus three. Uh, the oh, leg, yeah. the leg, Had a wasn't rocket league situation, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the leg wasn't the best, and like, like I'd be rolling away and then dying, like, and I'd be like, no way near them, and I'd just die. Um, yeah. Um, well, you're and, also in New Zealand, so that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I just it depends on the timing, um, but it, I like the concept, and I think when it done. But again, we, it was a bad example because we had one guy missing, and so it was three yeah. versus one. And I think they may have been a team of people because they had the tank, they had the fast guy, and they had the spellcaster who would just destroy you with um, crystal soul arrow from across yep. the arena. <laughs> as soon as I, you uh, I went in and did a bunch of duels and had a really good time. Like saw yeah. some some really interesting builds, saw some you know like some weird stuff I hadn't seen before. Not that I've done a lot of Dark Souls three PvP anyway, but yeah, it was really fast to connect. Like I'm sure that's probably going to yep. slow down if, after people kind of get bored with it. But I I was really happy with it. I'm planning. I was planning on doing that all day tomorrow, but I have other plans for tomorrow for my gaming time, so I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, y'all want to jump into the final boss to to wrap us up on the DLC? Oh, what did, you haven't seen much about what you thought about the boss, though, Jeremy. I liked. I really liked it. Like I, I went in there and it was pretty easy. I think it was probably too easy, but that just because I have, you know, a big fuck off great sword that's doing magic damage and you know it's <laughs> yeah. a wide range and then doing doing lots of stamina damage. Um, so I, I'm going to be interested to go back into it and do game plus plus and really see what happens to it. Um, yeah. But I, 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 overall, I liked it. Like it was, it was pretty cool. Like it was, a, it was a neat. I was glad it wasn't Sif because when I yeah I'd seen this ahead of time and. Uh, they had shown off this this particular boss fight, like the NPC with the wolf, and uh, I, I was like, "Oh my god, if that's fucking Sif, and like, there's going to be Artorius." I'm just, I don't want to see any of that <laughs> stuff. But uh, not that they, not that they wouldn't like. I'm not disregarding that. Like that, that could easily happen in the second DLC pack. But yeah, I'm glad it wasn't. Uh, I did a lot of um, uh, uh, co-oping Jolly Corporation for this boss because mm-hmm. I needed to get the Sun uh, Sun Bro medallions anyway uh, for my platinum and so everyone's on playing it and it was like seconds to get into a to co-op but this boss almost feels like uh apology for the gank squads they did in the dlc two uh, uh, <laughs> two dlcs because mm-hmm. it was ridiculous if you had more than two people it was just a joke this boss like the poor yeah. guy the champion was just <laughs> there's no way he could keep up yeah yeah, it was just ridiculous. Four people just surrounding him, and it, you can't feel bad for the dude. Um, it's a really nice boss to co-op, like two people. It's a really nice boss to, yeah, it, it's really fun that way. Um, and it's great solo as well. Well, let's get into the last boss. Um, this is just really an amazing spectacle of a boss fight. Like, I'm, I'm way off into it. Um, you... I mean, I don't even know where to start with this thing. So you walk in and like this giant 
monster dude is talking with this like real thick is that a Scottish accent or an Irish accent that's all Scottish, like modulated Scottish. out? Scottish, Scottish, <laughs> Scottish. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. Revitar is going to kill me. By the way, there, <laughs> love you, Richard. Um, it's just like just a really, really fascinating buildup, and he starts talking about needing his flail. He needs his flail, and that's when um, Sister Afrida. I'm not saying that Afrida walks in, and uh, who boy. This <laughs> first phase is something else. Like her attack patterns seem like it's pretty easy and then she disappears for the first time and then spawns behind you and like wrecks Oof. you for three quarters of your health bar <laughs> yeah. that, that attack is just absolutely basely and you can hear her coming it's like you're like shit move and then she just she manages to get you from like a hundred feet away it's like <laughs> Christ um, it's, it's like Priscilla mixed with um, um, Maria Bloodborne Maria yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What what I really like about the, sorry, go Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, What I really like about the disappearing is that it's not just completely just like in the Priscilla fight. There are towels that can help you. Like she will launch. It's usually to the side, and there's furniture that will break. So it'll give you kind of cues on on what to do. So if you're aware of your surroundings, there's ways to avoid. It's not like a cheap invisible attack. There's actually there's resources given to you to to assist you if you're if you're clever. Yeah, and I like that. I like the end of design. I actually uh, ended up uh, whenever she'd do the the scythe swipe and kick up the snow to disappear. I would actually run straight towards her, Dusha. and mm-hmm. and she would yeah. reappear again. And then I could lock on and follow the arc to where she jumped to. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I mean, did you guys have difficulty with this? Cliff, did you find any, like, I, I I thought it was hard at first, but like I quickly, like after I died twice, maybe I like, I kind of figured I had the pattern down. Well, uh, I've, as I say, on my videos on my next episode, I've got a couple of goes of her and then I gave up for the night and came back yesterday and tried after a little while, I realized that dodging towards her worked better than left or right because you just go straight through a siphon. Now I can do the first phase pretty much every time. Second phase, yeah. But yeah, that first phase, once once I've got the hang of it, it, it becomes easy. It's all about the dodge timing, really. And I'll just, I'll just dodge in, parry. Bosh. She's really easy so at parry. second phase, after you, after you get her HP down, um, she dies, mm-hmm. and that's when... Uh, that's when we learn that it's Father Ariandel is this big, weird-looking creature in the back. Uh, I'm probably butchering that name. I'm sorry, people. Uh, he gets very, very angry at you and starts... Um, this set piece is super cool, by the way. The cutscene is awesome. Mm. I was snapping like a million mm, yeah. screenshots during this. Um, <laughs> like She collapses in the middle of the floor in like a huge pool of blood. The blood runs towards Father Ariandel, and he starts slamming his... Mm. Um, Lord vessel, I guess. For lack of a better yeah. word, his cauldron, I guess, his witch's what? brew. He's um, watching the flame. He's watching the steam, isn't he? Yeah, that's <coughs> yes. what he says. You mm-hmm. can see it flickering. And um, so he starts slamming this, and I guess the the conceit here is that her blood uh, fans the the flicker of flame that's in his cauldron, Lord vessel thing, and it ignites it. The more that he slams it, it all of a sudden lava just starts pouring out of the shit, right? That's just insane. He just got proper, just goes to town. He's just like, you're, 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 you're. Oh, I like, yeah. He's, he's very angry. What, what, 
what I like about it is that it's kind of contradictory. They're, they're there to try to stop you from igniting the flame. Yeah. But yet his rage is what actually ignites it. Ignites it, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's kind of, yeah, it's, I find that I, I like that twist. And what's fascinating is that he's, he's trapped to this, his throne. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, it's, he, it's kind he of another, the bonds from the floor as well, but when he stands up, the chair's still strapped to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's completely strapped down, and then it seems like she's the true one that's kind of ruling things. And it mm-hmm. kind of reminds you of your Dark Souls too, how you've got these um, yeah. these female characters mm-hmm. who are controlling these these kings. They're supposed to be these mighty men, but really they're just being manipulated by more powerful um, female mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. And I just really like that kind of behind yeah, the scenes cool. control. Mm-hmm. I um, also. I also really appreciated the fact that he had been apparently strapped down for so long that his legs have atrophied, so he doesn't yeah. actually walk, he just crawls around. Crawls. Yeah. <laughs> something 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 interesting because I watched that cuts that cutscene way too many times because I died a lot to this boss. <laughs> I realized uh uh near uh near the time that I finally beat her that the blood stain that she leaves looks strikingly similar to the uh dark sign eclipse from the end of the game oh good point yeah it kind of drains oh, it out, does. It? yeah you're absolutely right leonard hmm. you've been kind of quiet did you have a lot of difficulty with this phase i uh had a lot of difficulty with the boss fight in general because my ring setup was really really poor um because uh of my pyromancy build i have both of the pyro boost rings on same <laughs> yeah um and as soon as i switched those out for the uh the chill bite and i think the ring of favor i immediately beat beat all all of the faces of the boss so yeah it was literally just switching out my rings that was keeping me from beating this boss so i had a lot of this (laughs) 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 but yeah i i think it's a i think the it's a fantastic i think it's a fantastic fight and the, the second phase yeah the set piece into the second phase is is one of from soft's best what? We should what? also note that um, <clears throat> there's something that happens right before this boss fight, and that you see a um, summon sign outside yes. the fog door, even if you even if you're not um, kindled, and it's an NPC that you very quickly realize is the NPC that gave you the piece of painting that sucked you in the painting to begin with. Um, mm. Slave n- Night Slave Gale, I think I'm saying that right. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um. When you summon him, it gives you a weird message that says he will be summoned at a later date. <laughs> Which is just a, I thought that was such a weird thing for Dark Souls to do. Like we're gonna we're gonna hold this one back for a little while. You go do a thing, and we'll let you know when we're ready. Um, <laughs> when the second phase starts, he actually spawns into that fight. He's summoned yeah. and he starts fighting um, Elfrida. And um, we didn't really mention it, but she comes back to life, and she's so you're fighting two enemies at this point, and you're with a shared HP bar. So if you do damage to either, I believe it, it knocks down that health bar. Mm. So you have to manage both enemies. Um, I cannot wait to see Lobos play this like at New Game 7 with fists only. Take like four hours to beat the fight. He, he's <laughs> da, he's done it. He has done it. Oh, okay. I, I was so, watching the wow. video today. New Game plus eight, <laughs> fist only. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I, was yeah. really, I was really just making a joke. I can't no, believe no, no. he's already there. He's, I mean, he's of course done it. I can believe it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's there. New Game plus eight, fists only. 
<laughs> um, the guy's a beast. Once you, once you finally get this phase down, um, what's interesting here is that when you beat him for the first time, you actually get a drop. In other words, like when you kill him, you get a Titanite slab, which made yep. me think that like I had won. Like I was instantly right. like. I had um, I had a couple of summons with me, so like I did the like stretch out gesture. I was like, you know, hey, <laughs> like doing all that stuff. I thought we were done. I was good, but no, nope. not at all. <laughs> nope. Homegirl yeah, springs back up, and now she is yeah. Black Frame um, Elfrey, and she's got a whole new move set to fuck you up with. Yes, Ooh, that dark power. <laughs> What's isn't there a dialogue line that says something about when two two ashes are together, the fire is kindled, and it bring that what brings her back to life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact wording, but something similar to that. Yeah, I, yeah I've got a, I've got a, fun, a funny story because um, I tried the boss. I beat her the first time, like her first phase, my first go. Died in the second go, and then to get rekindled, I chucked my sign down to fight, and I. It's a hard fight in co-op, that one. The hit points is just too great. And and I managed to get through one of the times I was helping to we beat the second phase. And so I thought I was done. So I sat down. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and when she when she respawns the third time for the third phase, there's like an AoE effects explosion sort of thing around her, erupts yeah. from the ground. Mm-hmm. That does damage. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a lot of damage. Good to know. <laughs> and that, I, that was that erupted right up my ass. <laughs> I died. Yeah, it's like a it's like an explosion of like the the, the dark flame that yeah, yeah. does you yeah caught um, me out as well. So I I learned I learned the at least I was just a phantom, but I felt bad not helping my my host uh, actually finish the fight. But uh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and she's pretty, way yeah. more aggressive in this phase than she has yeah. been previously. And yeah. She has a way more varied moveset, and she uses it to the utmost ability. Like she, she has like crazy maneuvers here. And it's when the first time I got here, like I was, I was pretty low on Estus because again, I wasn't expecting a third phase. And um, yeah, like only having three or four Estus in your back pocket for this fight is dangerous. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's you're just like, you're gonna take damage. Like I just don't know how else you could take damage. You could avoid it. Excuse me. <clears throat> So, yeah. yeah, it's. I had a lot of difficulty with this. Even with summons, I had a lot of difficulty with this. I, I did it. I, I because of that unique uh, summon, uh, Gale. I thought mm-hmm. I had to try this. This is a unique summon uh, in the game, so I need it. I need to use it. Um, and so that's the only summon I used, and I didn't find it too bad. Um, I actually, that's the when the first time I summoned him, I beat it that go. Um, no. but it was a very it was a spectacular fight it was just yeah it was amazing and he, he's really cool he's badass he's got that uh, the miracle that you get in this DLC it the boomerang the, miracle yeah super it, cool it's, it's the destructo disc from Dragon Ball Z Krillin <laughs> <laughs> it is the destructo disc so I'm going to have to try and level up my faith now so I can use it uh, yeah he's, he's pretty he, he tanks pretty well and, and makes the fight a lot easier because he can kind of focus on on one of them and um, I think he has a unique sword that isn't actually available in the game. I haven't seen it anywhere. It did look kind of strange, didn't it? Yeah. I've uh, I've taken a look at his summon sign phantom, and it doesn't have a point. It's just a flat edge, and it has yeah. some runes marked in, uh, into the side of it. So yeah. maybe maybe that's something that will come up later. But I think it was interesting that they gave him a sword that isn't available for use. Yeah, so I, 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 the other reason I wanted to summon summon him is because that little painting girl refers to him and talks about him. 
as mm-hmm. as her un- uncle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uncle Gale. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of see, like, sometimes if you summon, you can get access to things that you otherwise couldn't. Right. So I wanted to, yeah. So it's, it's all very interesting stuff. I, I kind of hoping when I finished the DLC, I went back to the the cleansing chapel to see if he was there to see if there was any kind of continuation with dialogue to end things up. And I was a little disappointed that he wasn't. Yeah. Same here. You know what? I, I assumed that because he died in my boss fight that he died in real life too. Like it was like the matrix. So I just, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize if he was stayed alive, he would be, he would. Yeah. That sucks. I wish you could talk to him. I, I I'll have to double check, but when you first, when you're first uh, taken into the painted world, there's that Corvian sitting on that pile of rot behind you in the cave. Mm-hmm. You think that's him? I it's it sounds exactly like him. I think I I can't tell. I'll have to go back and listen again, but I think that's him because he says something along the lines of, "Oh, have you just gotten here?" Yeah, interesting. It's a good theory. I like it. There was there's a weird time, Cliff. I saw it in when I was watching your stream. That in that snowfield, when you first die mm. in that area, you, you respawn, and there's like, yeah, there's this one line of dialogue, and it kind of freaked me. I was like, who the mm. heck was that? And kind of was trying to work out who it was. Um, and it sounded like the guy from that gives you the paint that shows you the shard of the painting. Yeah, I but, think it yeah. is, but it's it's a weird place. It's when you respawn at the. Um bonfire you just get these two lines of dialogue for some reason it's like where the hell did that come from yeah it's very strange (laughs) it's like he's talking to you through the bit of painting or something yeah Yeah. after you finish this fight I haven't finished the fight personally yet got to stage 3 still haven't done it but you can also after this fight you can pick up another titanite slab yeah oh yeah the second one yeah yeah Yeah, after you beat the second boss you can go and speak Mm -hmm. to you go and speak to the Corvian that's not that's uh, not hostile in the village. You go and speak to him, and he's like, "Oh, thank you," and he gives you a slap. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. I thought you just meant the one you got from killing the boss. Okay, oh, I didn't no, no, no. do that. Yeah. That'll be my third. Slap. Yeah, you get some more dialogue <laughs> from him about how he's happy. Like, oh, I can see the flame. Blah 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 blah. No, see, I, I went back to see if I could talk to him. He wasn't there. He's outside, he's outside. his house. <laughs> Oh, I would look back into the chair and to talk to him. So yeah, three just... slabs from this from this yeah. DRC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Just yeah. it's like candy now. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> they were, I, I think they want you to try these these like new weapons. The and new stuff, weapons, they, out, yeah. yeah. Which is great because that's my biggest problem with like the Bloodborne um, Ooh, DLC yeah. is that I got all these weapons and I had to choose which one I wanted yeah. to level up because I only yeah. could do one. Yep. Um, and even then, I don't think I could get it to, to max. I think I had a, yeah, yeah. It feels like it was a big apology for the the mm. lack of blood rocks and bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> like oh hey, here's some DLC where you just get three slabs, just no questions <laughs> asked, just take it. Didn't they add it the, so um, you could buy this... a blood rock for like a yeah, you gazillion insight? Yeah, sixty insight. I didn't mention it, but when I was when I did that bloodborne chalice on my stream, the uh, I went the very first layer had like a little side path, and I went through it to get the little treasure at the end, not thinking it was going to be anything. Blood rock. Oh, yeah. yeah, layer one. <laughs> <laughs> this, gotta write this glyph down in case I need it up later. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I think um, yeah. let, let's get some overall opinions and then let's kill this episode because we were, we're, we're running way, way long tonight. Um, <laughs> Thank you, yeah. listeners out there, for bearing with us. We appreciate it. 
But uh, anyone that want to kind of wrap us up on some final thoughts? Anyone wants to put something out there? Leonard, I'll ping you since you're the guest. Um, I really enjoyed this DLC. It's given me some stuff to uh, chew on as far as lore goes. I'm really fascinated as to what the deal is with the unnamed painter. Um, because What's the deal with the unnamed painter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think it's it's actually really interesting because you have her, and I'm running under the assumption that she's Priscilla's daughter, which oh, yeah. uh, makes me now question who is Yorshka <laughs> then? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, it, I think it was a uh, it's it's. I wouldn't call it short. I'd call it slight, but I was really happy with everything in the DLC and I had a really good time going through it. It was, it was nice to be back in a painted world. It's that's the, that's what I pull most from it is that it was a really, a lot of fun to go back to the painted world. Wilson Vader cliff. Anything from you two? Yeah, just, I thought it was fantastic. Um, on the length to me, it was roughly the same product the time I spent on the Atorius of the Abyss DLC. Um, and uh, to be honest, I think the level design was better with the, the Corvian village. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's top notch. I think it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, a great DLC. Cool. Cliff. Um, yeah, it started out down, still don't like the <laughs> opening area. Do not like it. Uh, Loved the Corvian Village and I enjoyed the boss fight. So the back half of this DLC I enjoyed. Very short. Like I struggled with the first area. Uh, that was two and a half hours. Then an hour and a half pretty much after that. I reckon I could probably polish this off in a couple of hours if I'm just playing good enough. So it's, it's fairly short. Would have liked it to be in a bit longer. But what we got was good apart from Wolves. Which can go in the dustbin. <laughs> Fuck wolves. That might be the episode title that we've been looking for. Apart, <laughs> apart, apart from the big great wolf, he's awesome. He's cool. That, that title's um, a little too long. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, for my part, I, I, I really enjoyed this all the way through. I, I don't. I'm kind of bummed out by the Dark Souls Three lore in general. If you caught my episode of Bonfire Side Chat last week, mm. I made that pretty abundantly clear. Uh, I just get kind of frustrated with the the lack of foundation. This didn't do anything to me for that. Like the the brief yeah. mentions of Pontus Sullivan didn't really do anything for me, and that doesn't tie it back into the main game in a real satisfying way, like Artorias or this did, or even especially the Bloodborne DLC did. Um, the inclusion of a PvP arena, some cool new weapons, the and a bunch of new enemies, and a cool boss. I'm kind of I'm overall very positive on this DLC. I was. After I finished it and after I went back and kind of found all the secret stuff, I was really surprised to hear, like, thinking back to where I was hearing on Twitter when it came out, like, how negative people were being about it. So, i pretty positive about it. I, I dug it. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here, folks. Let's, let's let these poor podcast listeners get the hell out of here so that they can <laughs> go to their next podcast. It's been almost three hours now that we've been recording. <laughs> Leonard, thank you very, very much for guesting with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Um, thank you for having me. Can you tell everybody where to find you on the internet? Yes, you can find me on YouTube at Dr. Faust is Dead, and you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
You can also catch, uh, I don't remember what the episode number is, but Leonard's been on Don't Give Up Skeleton, my other podcast that I do about Dark Souls. So if you want to hear his history of the Souls series, you can go check that out. Cliff, what you plugging this week, man? <laughs> well, yeah, it changes week to week to week to week. Uh, my Twitter is obviously the same, at Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Uh, my Twitch, it's there, but I'm kind of no longer using it. If I'm streaming, I tend to stream to YouTube now. And obviously, mm. I am now recording uh, Let's Plays pretty much every day. So expect videos from me either every day or every other day. Sort of 30 minutes ago. But you can find my YouTube uh, is Decrepit Gaming now. So find me over okay. there. Decrepit Gaming? Yeah. Vader, um, can you be found at Vader Van Oden on a variety of web services <laughs> and social media? <laughs> yes. Excellent. So that has not changed. You're not you're not like Vader Van Oden Gaming or anything like that? No. Nope. Excellent. Um, I've been Jeremy Greer at JG Greer on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Dark Insight Pod. Uh, go check out darkinsight.net. If you have some time, leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. Um, if you don't have time to do that, maybe tell a friend. Um, we're, you know, always looking for new listeners. Um, apologies to the people that wrote in. We just ran a little too long today, so if we could get to your responses. We'll definitely get to them the next time we record. Thanks, and as always, we appreciate you listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Adios. Bye-bye. Later. How the hell's Leonard's English accent? Can you do English accent? <laughs> uh, can I do an English accent? I, I can't do an English accent, but I can I can do a really terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> that's Cliff. <laughs> oh, that sounds like Cliff. Oh my god, don't piss myself again. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>